Hey guys, welcome back to the Anime Collector, and welcome back to the OCA podcast with me and my co-host Donjobo Agi. Welcome, welcome. So, what's uh, what's shaking on the bacon today? <sighs> I've had a busy week. Um, I went in for my daughter's one-month um, checkup, and she, we, the doctor confirmed for us that she has this thing called silent reflux. So I have had like she can't lay on her back she can't lay down at all you have to be holding her 24 7 which means um which actually is really i don't want to say it's convenient it's definitely not convenient but my sleeping schedule prior to her being born is it's really convenient that i already was sleeping that way uh ever since my son was born because um i can hold her all night while my wife is getting some rest and i have watched a crap ton of anime in the last two weeks like uh, seriously, at least a full week's worth of anime has been added to my Anime Planet um, watch time just from the last two weeks. Um, I'm spending maybe 10 hours a night <laughs> doing that, so uh, I've gotten through a lot of shows that I've been meaning to get through, um, so that's been really awesome. What is up, my nipple for if, nipple fiends? I, I've read that at first as nipple friends from, from our good pal Fudnam, or <laughs> FDDNM. Um... <laughs> This is going to be interesting once you finally join as our third co-host. <laughs> You're going to have these wacky uh, introductions to everything. Um, so I'm just going to... I'm, I'm running a little tiny bit behind schedule because of the reasons I just stated about things being kind of hectic with uh, kids and everything. Um, I am going to get some links up on this other computer because uh, we got a little bit to talk about, a couple Kickstarter stuff. Um, got some pickups to go through. Just going to get these... Have you quick. gotten your uh, right stuff catalog? I have not, I have not gotten my uh, what's it called? Um, why is not that a game? Not my game. Skip beat. I have that, I, just not on me right now. Been linking it. No, I haven't. I haven't gotten mine. I'm expecting to get mine on Monday. Well, what I'm talking about is the right stuff catalog. Ooh. Oh, I got that. Yeah, hold on. Sorry, so, what'd you scratch off? Stuff. Um, well, my son <laughs> scratched off. I didn't, I didn't even know that there was a scratch off thing. Let me go grab it. FDDNM says you have watched a ton. Yeah, you know, you've watched a lot when you actually finished frontier, LOL. I can't wait to get my skip beat. I hope it subtitled it. <laughs> um, okay. So I got... I got 5% off. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that what you got? I, I'm assuming everybody got the same thing. No, I got 15. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> well, good for you. Um, okay, I need to log in over here on my Kickstarter, don't I? Oh, no. I, well, I thought this was a... Uh, I thought that this was a, um, a Chrome extension. Oh, my Chrome extension synced. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I forgot that they do that. Uh, so I do have it. Okay. All right. So um, let's see. I watched so are there, any, are there yeah. any updates on your I thought, I thought Augie, game? Augie, when you, when you said that, I thought you were saying I, FDDNM actually likes Frontier. <laughs> don't, say right. don't say curse words. Okay, so you guys you guys got different amounts than me. Um, 
Still working on writing. To, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, should we jump right in? Because I might I might have to cut this short just because of the situation. Jump, jump. So let's jump right into uh, pickups. Do you want to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Elijah, go to bed. <laughs> Sorry, my son's making a lot of noise. Um, there's a sticker on the side of this one. So I got uh, a couple things. Um, I actually got four things in the mail today. I'll start off with those. So um, recently, Media Blasters on uh, Twitter mentioned that they had a item that they released that was already like sold out, like it sold out really quick. Um, who knows if that's true? I don't know. But uh, it was for um, a Blu-ray of two adult titles they have released that were in a combo pack. It was Fuzzy Lips and Vampire Vixen. And because I want... Media Blasters to succeed. I buy everything that they release, but I won't buy the the combo packs because I don't want combos. Um, but I did get the uh, the standalone version of Vampire Vixen just to have it. Uh, so that arrived today. And I recently rebought uh, Legend of Cristania, um, both versions. That oh, got a little thank you note from the seller on eBay. Uh, this is the movie, right? The yeah, the the Chaos Ring. They're both movies. Movie. Uh, I think one was technically an OVA originally, but I get what you're saying. Um, but I, I rebought these because um, I, I really love this show, and I had the... Uh, I'll just pull them out since they're right here. I had the Anime Essentials version of the DVDs before, and that didn't sit well with me, so I decided to, uh, to rebuy them. And then the other thing I picked up recently was um, uh, Tideline Blue, the Anime um, Legends collection i thought this was going to be 28 millimeter um we had talked when when i was bringing up the um one-to-one bootlegs a while back um, i think it was shane um who brought this up said that he thought his tideline blue might have been a bootleg um so i bought it somewhat hoping that that would be the case so that i would know uh but the one that i have i haven't checked the discs yet but this looks like the legit type of packaging uh that bandai used so i'm not i'm not too concerned about it um and i i sort of chased that trail for a while and didn't come up with anything i don't i don't think the one-to-one bootleggers have hit uh um this particular set um i also got pilot candidate but mine is like severely sun faded i'm pretty sure because i'm i'm almost certain that it's supposed to be yellow and uh when you when the sun damage hits uh the color that gets hit the hardest usually is yellow so i don't know I'm assuming that that's what happened. And the Bandai logo looks a little pink, so I might have to rebuy this. Uh, send that one back. Just a little too rare. Across the room. Um, so I, uh, we... I should probably have grabbed this ahead of time. For the podcast this week, we watched uh, Super Grand Prix. And uh, this was released by Liberty International Publishing, Inc. Right? And Augie tipped me off that they had also released uh, Magnus the Robot. So uh, I... That up. Um, hope the dub is just as good as it was on the, the one we watched this week. Uh, also, I looked up on Kickstarter. I was following some of the. Uh, I was just following some of the, the trails of the the launchers of the Kickstarters to see what else they had done, and I saw um, one of them. I think it was the people who did Mind Game. Also did. How do you pronounce this? Is it Potema or Potema in, Inverted? Um, but the one that Potema. they did was for the. Uh, 
Patima. Okay, the one that they did was for the the UK release. So just to make sure that I had it and I could kind of close the door on that series, uh, I picked up the the US release for this. Um, and then um, let's see, these all these are all old, right? Yeah. Um, then I also randomly picked up. Trying to make sure this is appropriate to show uh, the or old release of Beast City, which is an adult title. Um, snagged that for like super cheap. And FDDNM, I finally broke down and I bought the limited editions of Baca and Test, Season 1, Season 2, and the Blu-ray. And I got a real bone to pick with, uh, with rights, or uh, Funimation, pardon, Funimation for doing this. Because they, um, for the DVD, this is the DVD Blu-ray combo. For the DVD version of this show, um, of, of the OVA, the only DVD version is a save edition. There's no like DVD version. So now I've got these DVD sized limited editions sitting right next to this smaller Blu-ray sized case, which is kind of annoying. And then one more thing before we wrap it up. Uh, actually, you know what? I got these two. I picked up this snazzy little Lupin pin for Castle Cogliostro and this sweet little pin as well. That was pretty cool. Anyway, um, I want your opinion on something, guys. So in the last podcast, yeah, it was the last podcast, I, I picked up Chainsaw Made. We discovered it was the Japanese version, which is why there were those anomalies on the Amazon listing. Um, and I had a problem with it where I could hear the disc uh, rotating around or, or uh, sliding around in there. And I was concerned because I could also hear pieces of the case. And as you can see, it's this custom yellow case, so I couldn't just replace it with a black case. Um I brought it up to the to the Amazon seller, and they like they haven't outright said they wouldn't do it, but they really don't want me to send it back. Um, they wanted to offer me five euros off at first, and now they want to offer me half price because I didn't go for that um, to to get it back. Do you think I should just take the half price because it stays in there pretty good? <laughs> um, and I don't quite care about this. So, what do you guys think? I'll probably go for it because the the piece did break off. Um, there's another little piece right here, and there's another piece in here somewhere, but I'm not sure exactly where it is at the moment. But uh, the disc does stay in there, so I'll probably I'll probably go that way. Anyway, that's what I've gotten this week, um, or the in the last two weeks rather. So go ahead and uh, hold on. I just got a message from oh, <laughs> the disc fell out <laughs> as I was trying to put that little plastic piece back in. Uh, I just got a message from Danny saying that something timed out. Are you guys still there in the chat or did it just happen to him? Danny says, oops, something went wrong. Time again. We'll download and watch later. Yeah. So he's, he's just unable to join us for the uh, podcast. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I got to just tape it in there or something. I don't know. Uh, so uh, anyway, Augie, what about your um, pickups? I'm going to grab something actually while you're doing that. Well, I wanted to rewind for a sec. Okay, go ahead and rewind. I can hear you. I'll just be right back. Well, for me to re rewind, I need to see what you got towards the beginning. Yeah. Let's see. Well, the, my two cents, a quick fix for his uh, yellow DVD dilemma would be to just buy a volume of either Curious George, Curious or, George I think, or I think uh, Donkey Kong Country might come in a yellow case. I could be dead is, wrong. Is there that. a Donkey Kong Country DVD? Yes, yes. They finally did that. Is there one? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm going to buy that anyway just to have it. Hold on. 
So you want to rewind it. What did you want me to show you again? Uh, start at the beginning, then I'll make the comments and go from there. Vampire Vixen, Legend of Cristania, Tideline Blue, Magnos. Tideline Blue. Tideline Blue, okay. What about it? Well, as you are holding the slimmer one, I do own the thicker one, the 28mm. Yeah the, the, yeah, the listing on uh, on eBay had a picture of the 28mm one, but I got this one. Oh, well. So, I wanted the 20. I like, I really, this is one of my favorite, as a collector, this is one of my favorite types of uh, box sets. It was, it was the 28mm Anime Legend style case. Um, I thought Bandai had a great, developed a great look and a great brand that way. Um, and I was, I my, one of my favorite things was how all of the Gundam series, you could get them in that format. And they just looked so nice right next to each other because it's just, you just have a whole bunch of Gundam, right? So it's just, it looked really nice to have all that. And now we've got, you know, like right stuff and, and everything, throwing in these other things that are sort of thrown off the mix. But then again, there was also G Savior and... Um, Endless Waltz that kind of threw off the groove to begin with. So it's not the end of the world, um, but uh, it's just something that I really liked at, at the time. And also um, Galaxy Angel was another one where having all those together, they just look so nice how consistent they were, you know? And this is kind of a giveaway again about how this was so annoying to me, you know, with Baka and Test. Um, so anyway, all right, done rewinding? So keep, you want to go to yours? Yeah, keep... Keep showing it again. I didn't turn on all the lights in here. You want me to keep rewinding? There we go. Yeah, um, keep rewinding. There's one more comment I want to make. Beast City, Batima Inverted, Magnus, the robot. Uh, Beast City was was another one I want to make a comment on. Apparently for that one, for Anime 18, they had, had yeah. one that uh, had a paper box and had, I think, three or four DVDs in it. Yeah, they um, – let me see if I can find one right now. They – what was that Eugen one called? Um, uh, oh God, I, have, I have one. I could, I could literally pull it out and show you exactly Tales what you're saga right now. Or Tales Trilogy? No, not Tales Trilogy. What's uh, – oh, what was that one called? They He did one called um, – let me look it up real quick. They released a lot of his manga over here in the 90s. The guy is a master of comedy. I don't know why his stuff is so funny. Uh, let's see. You did, ping pong just, club. did he? I don't think so. A okay. private lesson is the or private psycho lesson is the one I'm thinking of. So let me okay. grab that real quick because I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, it's just it's not Anime 18. It's the original company that released it and then Anime 18 re-released it. So Prince of Tennis, it should be right here. Well, that, that's yeah. just unique to put it put right beside Prince of Tennis. No, no, no. I just I was. It's the vision. It's Prince of Tennis is big, so it's my eyes go to that when I'm looking for things in that uh, thing. So make sure I can show these. Okay, these are they're not exactly graphic, but they're like they're kind of ridiculous. So this would be the Anime 18 version of Private Psycho Lesson, and the original one. Just gonna cover up half of that. It was kind of released like this. That's what you're talking about, the anime hot shots release. Yeah. Because um, I know that I saw B, that was an option I had, but I, I went with this other one. Um, so these had these two versions like this. Uh, did, you're saying that these had a box with them? 
Beast City for, had a box from City, anime, oh. anime 18, I believe. For anime, are you sure it's from Anime 18 or was it from the Anime Hot Shots, which is... It was Anime 18. That's what it said on the box. Huh. I'll have to look into that. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. The, so let's move on to because uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep things going because since I got I'm at any at any time I might have a whole problem with uh, the baby in the next room. So, All right. So, from one of the selling groups, I finally bought me some tears to ti Tiara, which I thought Tiara. was part of the the Do something to ter <laughs> towards Terra series. But I think I am dead wrong. Yeah, oh, this was really good. Yours towards Tiara. I think I have that, but I don't think mine looks like yours. What does yours look like? I don't know. Should, if I do have it, it would be right here next to Tension, Tekken. I don't think I have it. Since you're in that position, can yeah, you hold the light as if it was a bowl, like a salad bowl? You want me to hold it like this? Yes. Ah, there we go. Okay. Just for you. All right. Anyway, um, so what'd you get? So... Aside from that, and just pure coincidence, I got Helsing Ultimate in this nice okay. limited edition box. Complete. Not complete. As Not I said, complete. complete. Yeah. He's also missing the um, slipcover on part two. I'll worry about that another time. <laughs> it's annoying that Funimation doesn't send them out with the slipcover on them for the part one with our box. Yeah. Anyway, let me catch up on the chat while you're doing that. Oh, I did receive a bonus while getting this version of Helsing from the from the local seller. They also gave me a free pop secret. Ooh, keep it a secret. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Satan666 <laughs> asks, did the Hakenden ever get a DVD release? Because I would like to try and rebuy. Do you mean a re-release? Um, and which Hakenden are you talking about? Because there's a couple. Like, the Hakenden is a story. Um, there's Legend of the Hakenden, which was released as, what was it called, Dog Warriors? There's that. There's something similar. Similar. Spelling wise, that uh, Sentai Filmworks released should be like right here if I have it uh, on hand. I know I have it, but I don't remember if I have it under D for Dog Warriors or H for as you're looking. Dog quick Dog. question What do you guys think of the fifth fist of the North Star Blu ray? Um, sorry, you cut out just a second on the what Blu ray? Fist of the North Star. My two cents is it's less to replace. Is it SD on Blu-ray? Yes. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about getting that. Yeah. Three discs for the okay. whole series. Right uh, Dog Where? Wars. Here it is. Yeah, Dog Warriors: Legend of the Hakenden. So this this is one show that was released that was made about the Hakenden. Um, Elijah, go to bed. Can you guys hear that? Like he's just howling in, in the other room. <laughs> Um, oh, is it all there's another I think there's a more recent series uh, that was just recently aired also about this same story so anyway um, doo -doo -doo, by my time, still here still here okay yeah you guys were responding when I said that we might have lost the feed 
place my anime works cases intentionally with a clear because they're sexier and because they don't smell like burnt plastic. All right. <laughs> hey, if you want to do that, do that. That's fine. But Votom, not Votoms, Voltron is going to be very, a far, very hard thing to do. You, uh, you cut out again. What? You said Votoms and then the one you corrected yourself, you cut out. Voltron. If you do Voltron, that's going to be very difficult to do. Voltron. Voltron. Okay. Um, so FDM says he got the Food Wars box this week, and he kind of likes how massive it is, but the end label, is, yeah, just the knife and the fork logos. Yeah. I understand. We talked about this in the last podcast, I think. Um, and Satan Six says, says real, real quick question. What do you guys think of the Fist of North Star Blu-ray? Okay, so that's what you were pitching that. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'll probably get it just to have it. You know, because is it the whole series on like one disc or two discs? Uh, the whole TV series. I don't think the movie's a part of it. Then again, it might be. When I said series, I meant that. Yeah, but um, I think it's great. It would be nice uh, to be honest with you if if Discotech would release a Blu-ray of the movie and include the alternate ending. Um, it's actually cheaper, more efficient to own. Yeah, Dog Warriors. Okay, so he was talking about uh, Dog Warriors. As far as I know, this is the only release that exists is the Pioneer release. Um, just to answer your question, I could look. We could look it up, but uh, they can't master it in HD. But it will be possibly get um, three discs. Okay, okay. So, so it's three discs, um, but it's probably still in like a small little Blu-ray pack. Anyway, all right. So, so I'm all caught up. Do you want to go over your pickups? Did you do your pickups? You didn't. I did right? my pickups, but I want to make a quick comment about Discotech. One of the people okay. who I will not name men, keep mentioning that they want a Discotech day. That, that, what does that mean? That means a day that Discotech gives like this huge, long blurb of what they're going to release soon with dates or okay. with without dates, but updates to previous things that they haven't given dates for. My comment was, well, since they lost a week due to that whole hurricane their labor their labor is probably trying to catch up to meet these many release dates in november and december and january so i got flicked off so checking their uh twitter it sounds like they've been busy and they've been doing exactly what i said so yeah just throwing that out there vindicated you vindicated my mouse what is it about this room that just it's like there's a it's like a mouse uh, inhibitor in this room. Both both the mice I'm using for both these computers are totally busted right now. Screen sharing. But there's only one thing I have to say. I just got Dragon Ball Super Dude. Part One and Part Two on Blu-ray. Says Lance Powers. You got what part two? Part one and part two of Dragon Ball yeah. Super says Lance Powers. I I just watched those the other night. Okay, so we are we're. I'm sharing this. Hold on. I'm sharing the screen here. Or do I just need to click on this? Yeah, that's probably what it is. All right. I, I got the uh, articles up if you want to go over uh, some of these real quick. We got some Kickstarter news I'm, I'm really excited to tell you guys about. Also, just FYI, because I haven't mentioned it yet, um, I've had some internet problems the last couple nights. Um, probably the last three nights in a row, my, my Wi-Fi went down. Um, probably not going to affect the podcast, but I just want to let you guys know that if we just disappear all of a sudden, um, it might take me 10 to 15 minutes to get back online, and Augie should still be online uh, even if I go out, just letting you guys know. 
and are you talking right now, Augie? Your your mic is cutting out like crazy. That's because I just muted to to open up this sweet, delicious surge. Did you hear anything that I just said? Not a word. It was that was the glitchiest thing. Did anybody hear that? Everybody else is just me. I hear you now, but like now. it was a whole different thing. Before you were cutting out. This time it was like you well, just sped forward in time. Like like you caught up to it. Your camera's getting a little wonky too. I don't understand why my camera's getting I wonky. can't wait till you get right to your new here. place, dude. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um I muted okay, so for a bit so I can open It must be my connection then. It must be my connection. Um all right. Yeah, because I just I don't know what it's what's going on. I have this weird thing going on. So most uh, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I have watched a crap ton of anime. I'm just about to finish the last like three episodes of the newest Rose and Maiden series. Um, I watched Angel Beats, I watched Digimon Frontier, I watched all this crap this last couple weeks. Um and uh oh. I I usually cast stuff um to my TV because uh, it's easier when I've got the baby and I could do it like from my phone than uh than needing to get up and change discs and everything. And lately my, my TV has been doing this weird thing the last couple nights where it starts cycling through channels as if you're sitting on the remote or something. Um, and I thought, okay, so the remote's going haywire, took the batteries out of the remote, still changing the channels. I have no idea what's going on. And then my internet's been going out. I, I don't know what's going on with my house right now, but it's really annoying. Um, okay. So AC, you're telling just me, catch up on the chat and then we, maybe you're telling me that you're watching Rosa maiden holding your daughter like this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yep, standing right in front of the TV, bouncing, holding my kid. Yep. Okay, so kind of living the show. Watching it subtitled too. Yeah, I'm. Uh, um, when, okay, so what I've decided to do. Um, let me let me clear this up. So, if you guys have been following me on Twitter, you might have seen a couple days where I had a, like just a crap ton of spam posts about my Anime Planet stuff. Um, I I went in and deleted them because I I've actually been deactivating the social sharing on it while I'm doing this because I'm reorganizing stuff and I know how annoying that is. But if you've seen a bunch of posts, it's because I I I know that I have a lot of shows that I started years ago and didn't finish, and they're stuck in my in my watching list. So the way that I used to handle my my Anime Planet stuff, which let me just pull it up over here, um, and we'll screen share this. Uh, the way that I used to handle it is if I had a show in my watching list, then it meant that um, I owned the show on DVD and I was moving forward on watching it or I was planning to get to it soon, you know, or, or like it's just the show that I owned. So what I used to do is anytime I'd buy a new show, not every time because I wasn't really super like when I'd buy a bunch of stuff at Animex, but I wouldn't take the time to go through all of it. But a lot of times if I went out and bought something, um, uh, if I had a free moment, I'd add it to my watching list to remind me that I had it. Uh, and then if I if it was in my stalled folder, it meant that I owned a part of the series, but not all of the series. Um, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't watch all of it. Like for instance, I had for a long time Ronma one half in my stalled series because I only had the first um, three box sets, and I caught up to where to where that ended. But now I have the whole series, and I just haven't sat down and watched it. So anyway, um, that's how I used to hold it. And then stuff in my dropped folder would be stuff that I, I'm going to go ahead and share this screen now. As we're pausing, uh, typically for those who watch 
typically those who watch Ron the one half, they tend to start season one, then end at season three, then take a break. I don't know why. It just well, I, that's where I got to, but that's just because I had I had that. So bad, I can barely hear you. Why am I on that tab now? That's not right. <laughs> cameraman, cameraman, who's I'm not on that tab. <laughs> what is going on with my computer right now? So bizarre. And now it's I can't see anything. Enemy stand. I might need to. Um, I'm going to share this stuff from my other computer. Okay. So what I'm trying to show you guys, <laughs> well, uh, I passed six months. Okay. This is ridiculous. I'm going to, I'm going to hang up the call from this other computer. Hold on. This is so annoying. Okay. I might as well shut down that computer. I'm going to do it from this computer. Oh, so freaking annoying. Okay. Pull that out that way. Pull this tab out. Close that tab <laughs> and that tab. Get my tabs going. I'm going to pull up the ones I'm going to talk about for this podcast. This one, this one, this one, and that one. Pull out. Sorry, guys. Really not prepared for this week's podcast, well, apparently. As, as you're selling with this, for Rama one half, I always wondered this. Right, I know go. why, but... Technically, there's three so episodes not released yet in the U.S. One of them is the Nabiki special. Of, of what? Dude, were you talking that yes, whole time? Because <laughs> Apparently, they can hear me I only me caught the last like, two, set, two words you said just now. I'm holding the mic like a beer stein. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not the mic. It's my connection to you. It's just really bad for some reason. Are you saying we're not compatible? Dude, that is so not good. I'm going to try to um, switch my Wi-Fi over to a different Wi-Fi. Okay. Hello? Well, your Am video paused. Yeah, I'm still I, switched, here. I switched my Wi-Fi over to the stronger connection. I have, I have a Wi-Fi, and then I have a router plugged into that Wi-Fi that I usually use. Um, this my normal one. Okay, so I got these. Um, I've got everything I want to talk about sorted. Where's that? Other? I need one more tab. Where's that tab? There's that tab. Okay. All right. Now this should work. So I'm going to pull that to full screen, and I'm going to share screen. All right, guys. Now we're back in uh, back in business. Okay. For FDDNM, the Nabiki special I'm talking about focuses on Nabiki and kind of hints Kuno's relationship around the end. And the other two episodes I'm talking about is really a two-parter, the Hot Springs episode. There's also some uh, video calendars for 1994 with some art, as well as a compilation. This actually was released on VHS, but it's a compilation of the endings and openings. All these were released as a special through a magazine. The whole reason that we got these current re-releases is because it was part of a Blu-ray box. So we're still missing those episodes. Maybe one day we'll get them. Who knows? But that's something I've been looking for. All right, now back to you. Sorry, I was just grabbing water. <clears throat> so dry and uh, 
in um, Arizona right now. So anyway, am I... Do I just hit this? Can you guys see this? Is it on my screen now? It must be, right? I'm screen sharing. Okay. Nope, that's not what I want there. All right. So um, one of the things I noticed recently, I just wanted to go over this real quick about Anime Planet, is I had a bunch of shows that I had watched. Uh, for instance, Kami Chu, um, just a, a bunch of stuff that I had marked as watched. And I think that they went in after the fact, and they split... Um, I think that they split some DVD specials into their own listing. So there was a, I actually went through um, in the last two weeks, I went through a bunch of, of stuff where I, I looked at what I had in my collection. I searched it to make sure I had logged it. And I found a bunch of stuff like for instance, Kamichu, which for the U S release, it's, I think it's either the OVA or the DVD specials are, are combined in the pack with all the DVDs, right? So I noticed a bunch of stuff that I actually had seen that I'd never marked before, um, Kamichu being one of them for the last four episodes. Um, so if you did like I did and you joined Anime Planet years ago, like back in 2007 when I joined, um, you might have to go through and double check all that stuff because the DVD specials have been separated into their own um, into their own listing on the site. So, and it's really annoying because I'm finding all these DVD listing or all these DVD special listings, like for instance, soul taker. And it's like, I have to take the time to stop and look and find out was that on the U S DVDs? What are the chances I watched that? Were they lit? Like, were they in the marathon play or were they in the special features? And maybe I missed them and I have to sit down and rewatch them. It's been so freaking annoying. And they don't tell you if they got to the U S release. And it's so frustrating to find out how many shows I thought I completed and didn't because there's DVD specials that never got released over here. That's been annoying. Anyway. So, um, what I'm getting at now, uh, is if you guys want to see real quick, Uh, so here's here's my watching list. These are I, I took out uh, everything um, that I hadn't actually started watching yet, and I moved that all to my stalled folder, and I moved everything into here that I had already started watching um, in terms of episodes. Or like a, for instance, I've actually put this in my DVD player and started watching it, but I didn't finish it. So I know that like these are something I need to get through, like the Berserk uh, movies. Um, so I've been, I, I have over like 159 things, um, in this list and I'm going to try to get through at least a hundred of them before I move on to anything else, except for stuff, obviously that we do, uh, for the podcast. Um, so that's, that's my goal right now. Uh, and then my head is just totally all over the place and I've got so much caffeine in me right now. Um, did you want to uh, jump into some of the articles we want to talk about? Yes, yes. Uh, go ahead and click on that one, and we'll begin. All right, yeah, because um, I... And when you swapped right. the camera, it did work. It did work? Okay, good. Yes, I just uh, need to be in. Uh, where is... There we go. Huh? All right, what? first article. Shoujo Beat Warehouse suffers fire damage, delays releases. Viz Media Shoujo Beat imprint revealed on Monday that there was a fire in the warehouse storing Shoujo Beat books. So three volumes previously slated for November 7th are now slated for November 28th. The titles that are being reprinted are SP Baby Volume 1, Anonymous Noise Volume 5, and Idle Dreams Volume 4. Shoujo Beat's December titles will, ship, will still ship on December 5th as scheduled. So I find this kind of uh, hard to believe, personally, because if... If 
there's a fire in a manga housing warehouse, if there's a fire in a warehouse at all, um, you're probably going to have destroyed the stock of almost everything that's in there uh, because the smoke damage alone is just going to like destroy everything, you know? So I don't know. I just, I, I, I find it a little hard to believe, but who knows? Well, it could have been sectioned off in another area. It, it could have been, and it could have been a really small fire that only damaged like two boxes. You know, somebody threw a cigarette. Uh, it landed on a box. Um, it started a fire just on that box. They got it out before the smoke spread. You know, but it but it damaged the contents of the box. You know, who knows? I don't know. That's all speculation. So, um, like a power supply went out, or the, well, whatever. whatever. You know, I'm just sure. The, any 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 scenario could have happened, but I'm just. That Limited this smoke. incident happened and no one got hurt. Or actually, another thing that could have happened is they might have their boxes wrapped um, in plastic, and that will pr protect them from smoke damage. So I'm still on me. Dang it! Sorry. Uh, okay, I'm going to. No, I don't want to. Well, when I did that, you guys didn't just see. I didn't just show everybody. Yeah, I wasn't screen sharing. That's. I almost showed the entire uh, podcast. The. Uh, the link to join the podcast. <laughs> All right. So next, uh, I want to go into some Kickstarter news real quick. Um, Under the Dog, uh, the movie, they're doing a live action short. I don't know why they call it the movie because it's not really what this is. It's a live action short in a music video. Um, so I've got this, uh, I've got this plugin on, um, on Chrome that uh, shows me it basically it, it looks at where the rate is in terms of how much they're trying to earn um, how much they have earned and then like they compare it to all previous campaigns uh, and they compare a trending sort of uh, like where you where they expect it to go right um, according to how other ones have gone and in the last two days this bar dipped way below the goal uh, so according to the trends, it does not look like this one's going to actually get funded, uh, which I'm actually kind of happy about. Um, seriously though, in like on the 30th, I think it was like it, the, this main bar was right underneath it, but this bar was way above it. And then it has, uh, you know, this, this lower bar is basically, um, supposed to be, um, it's going to be within this range of the trend. But right now, normally the bar looks like the same amount up here as it does down here. But because it's so low on the actual trending projection, it obviously can't go lower than what's been funded. You know what I mean? Unless unless everybody decided to back out, right? So that's why it's like a straight line underneath. Um, so it doesn't look like this is going to get funded. And I just want to let you guys know, uh, in case you haven't learned yet. So yeah, I, I pledged this one, which comes with the art book, storyboard, and Blu-ray. Just FYI. The Blu-ray that they are selling with this, this is a lot of uh, cash have to pay for a Blu-ray, um, you know, or to get the tier that comes with the Blu-ray. This Blu-ray is just the Blu-ray from the original Kickstarter. So if you already backed the original Kickstarter, you're not going to get anything in terms of a physical optical media release. That being said, a, a DVD or Blu-ray, you're not going to get anything from what's being generated for this campaign. Um, this is just going to be the Blu-ray from the previous campaign. Um, the Episode Zero Blu-ray, which I can just grab and uh, show you. QRSTU should be right here. Yeah. So all, it, all it's going to be... Note in mind, we can't see you. I know. I'm going to do it right now. 
All it's going to be is this. This is all you're going to get. It's going to be exactly the same thing as before. These terrible not available on uh, right stuff. It might be. I don't know. I already have it, so I haven't been looking. But um, so just so you guys know, this is all they're going to give you. But I'm trying to prompt them to print an exclusive cover for this Kickstarter campaign as a way to sort of commemorate it. And I'm hoping that they go with. Uh, let me grab the uh, the image. I told them to go with. I, I suggested. I said, "Hey, why don't you guys use Eli? Go to bed." I swear. Uh, I, I I want them to use that as the cover. Wouldn't that have been a much better cover? Obviously, they went with this one originally because they it was black and white, so it cost them less to print it. Um, and because they were uh, th this almost didn't even come out. You know, the Blu-ray DVD combos and stuff. Um, but the the Blu-ray, comma and the DVD, not they they didn't actually release a combo. They just had one or the other. Um, but that originally didn't almost didn't come out. So um, I hope that they go with this. They haven't responded to my comment yet. Uh, we'll see what what happens. I'm hoping that they fail this Kickstarter. I'm hoping that they don't. It doesn't go through, and that they relaunch a month from now or so. And they actually launch with different tiers and different goals in mind uh, with a physical release. Um, that's what I'm hoping that they'll do uh, is that they'll recalculate everything. Because right now, one of the major things they're doing is with the first Under the Dog, if you backed it, they sent you a downloadable file of the movie in high quality. Now, for the thing they're doing for this campaign, they're going to just do streaming. And streaming is not um, going to... See, the reason they're doing that is because with the last one, somebody uploaded it to a torrent site so um they ended up uh you know like everybody even if you didn't back it were able to see it if you wanted to pirate it right but streaming it's not going to prevent that from happening right releasing just on dvd is not going to prevent that from happening nothing they do is going to prevent that from happening you know the best thing that they could do as fddnm has suggested numerous times to me uh that they should do this is they they should just host it on their own youtube channel you know they need to host it themselves in uh, control so that it's available. It's out there. People can watch it on their platform. You know, um, that would be the best way to handle this. Um, and then just uh, focus on the physical release for the people who actually back it. That's what I think should happen. So I don't know if they're going to make it. I don't think that they will. Um, seems very unlikely. Uh, in other news, there's another Kickstarter that I hope does make it, which I'm going to show you guys in a minute. Um, I always forget where the screen share thing is when I need to have it. Okay, so there's another one here. Uh, Yasuhiro Irie's animation film Halloween Pajama in Seattle, uh, also just known as Halloween Pajama. Let me go ahead and refresh it, see, because my looks like my uh, oh my god, a dinosaur. My plugin crashed. So they uh, in the last, so th this is how it's normally supposed to look, like I was saying, with where it's about as much as is the range in which the trend is likely to change. Um, they have just gone over the bar in terms of the trending. So um, I'm hoping that by sharing it with you guys here, we can get them a couple a couple more backers. I'm hoping that you guys will share it with your friends. Um, the cost for the physical release is a bit expensive. Um, it's 177 for for all this. Actually, okay, let me rephrase that, actually. I think it's 135 I backed this one in particular because it comes with anime production materials down here. I don't know if you guys can see that because I put my mouse over it, but um, it comes with, it's going to come with like like files that they use to create the production. So I'm, I'm hoping to be able to pick it apart and actually look at 
some of the production uh, assets that they use to create it, just out of my own curiosity. Um, and I just want to show you this is the um, uh, this is like you know the the actual production level um, artwork they did to to boost you know like to sort of promote the Kickstarter. But the guy who's actually making it has been doing these little animations. Um, and he's been doing a phenomenal job. Uh, like every every couple of days, um, these rough animations come out that look really, really. Actually, this is the. Well, I guess you guys probably can't hear this anyway. So, in fact, yeah. So the, there's he's doing these little things. Actually, the, he's done some. He basically what he's done so far is he's taken these sort of little animations and he's taken them a step further in terms of adding the in-betweens, but they're still really rough. And even if they went with that rough style for the final project, it looks really cool. And I think that it would make a great, uh, it would make a great short. So anyway, if you guys are interested in it, I've got all the links for this stuff in the description. Uh, so you guys can check it out. And, uh, you know, they got a schedule here. They've got it in English and in Japanese. I'm sure that the DVD release is probably going to be region free, so you shouldn't have any problem watching it. Um, I can't imagine why they would lock it uh, to Japanese. Well, well, either way, we both share region A. Well, but that's for Blu-ray. Yeah. They, they're only doing a DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, the lowest tier you can pledge is uh, 15,000 uh, yen, which I think is $135. Let me check. Twenty-five. Elijah, go to bed. Uh, yeah, one hundred thirty-three dollars. So, but it's going to cost you a little bit more because you're in America, or or most of you are in America. Some of you are in Canada, and Danny's in uh, South Africa. But it's going to cost you more for the shipping out of Japan. So, uh, just be aware of that. Anyway, so the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we go on to just free roaming chat, and I'll, I'll get back to the actual podcast chat in a minute. I can't see it right now because it's because I had to switch things for the screen sharing. Uh, right Stuff is doing this thing called Anime Hall. Um, I'm curious to know what you guys think about this. I'm going to go ahead and read it to you right now. So first of all, um, the one for November is already sold out, so don't don't even bother trying to get it right now. But um, this it's basically a loot crate from Right Stuff. So what they're doing says here, November's Anime Hall is all about food. Welcome to Right Stuff's monthly Anime Hall. We're serving up some tasty treats just for you. The ingredients for this month's Anime Hall include a popular anime, manga and merchandise item don't wait this anime hall is extremely limited remember there won't be any leftovers the anime hall will be available for pre-order until november 13th or while supplies last your order will be out for delivery in mid-november anime hall must be purchased alone and all sales are final uh, meaning you can't add this to your cart with other items it has to be purchased by itself um and let's see, what's the cost? So it's going to be, the value is going to be over $60 worth. The cost to you is going to be about $40 worth. Um, but that's probably $40 plus shipping. So, you know, I don't know. It's going to be a little bit, like, they won't let you do it separate. Um, so now that we're done with that, let me just go ahead and bring this back to uh, how I had it before so I can see the chat. And I just want and to give my own two cents. Augie, you, you go first. I've, I've been, like, rattling off. All right, like so my two cents on the... Kickstarters, both of them are a bit too expensive. Yeah, they are. My taste. The under the dog. There's really no reason for this mainstream director to really go about this approach. I agree. It seems like a cash grab, and they botched the last Kickstarter so badly that I, you know, it's they've lost a lot of credibility. Uh, the whole box or the whole monthly buy a thing with box buy these buy Man, a box with a whole bunch of things yeah 
it's an old concept that was like done back in the catalog slash comic book era. So I have no idea why this is being revived. I'm not one for it. If you enjoy it, enjoy yourself. But yeah, it's it's basically their version of loot crate or loot anime, you know. Um, and I just want to say real quick that um, I've had people mention to me that I should try and reach out to Loot Crate to sponsor the channel. Um, I just want to say I'm never ever ever going to do that because uh, I just want to say that it's fine if you guys like getting that stuff, but as a collector. I can't afford to have a box of crap I don't need showing up to my house every month that I feel like I can't throw away. You know, I'll suffocate in all these keychains and stuff from different anime series I don't even particularly like, and I just feel like I can't get rid of it. You know what I mean? Um, I have gotten so many gifts from people that I know are subscribed to Loot Crate, and it's just the crap they didn't want, you know? And it's like, I don't want it either. Stop giving it to me, you know? So um, anyway, I just wanted to uh, to mentioned that like i personally i'm not going to be if let me put it this way if i was tipped off that there was an item that was completely exclusive to some sort of anime hall loot anime whatever um anime box service i would be all over it absolutely if there was no other way to get it besides subscribing to that service i would absolutely do it but if it's if it's this thing that right stuff is doing where they're just going to give you like a Blu-ray or a DVD uh, box set and a manga set, like a, just a volume of a manga. Um, and you don't know what it is. It seems like it's probably going to be Food Wars this month. But it, you don't know what it is. You don't know what they're going to send you. Um, I don't want to end up getting, let's say, a save edition from Funimation in the mail. Something I don't want. Um, something I might maybe already have. I don't, I'm not going to risk it. It's not worth the value to me. Um, and I definitely don't need the keychains the merchandise crap, you know, I, I, that'll just suffocate me. So those are my two cents on it. Um, just wanted to verbalize because I've, I've had multiple people behind the scenes suggest that I reach out to Loot Crate and see if they'll sponsor the channel. That's my reason for not doing it because um, I'm not ever going to be sponsored by something that I don't personally use and would endorse without being paid. Um, just so that that's perfectly clear. I'm never going to take a sponsorship from a company that I don't use. Uh, there's a lot of great anime sponsorships out there like Crunchyroll. I don't actually use Crunchyroll. Okay, um, it's just not my thing. Um, I use I use like the free one every once in a while when there's a show that I want to stream uh, because I don't want to go and grab the DVD uh, and it's not on Netflix or something like that. But you know, you get what I'm saying. I'm only gonna if I ever get sponsored by something, it's gonna be something that I would have promoted regardless uh, if they were paying me or not. All right, so I just want to make that clear. Anyway, you have any how other the, um, how that loot crate or whatever that crate's called? How that's worded, it doesn't sound like it's going to guarantee you an, an anime. It's not a, manga. It this particular one says this the anime hall. What did it say? It said the ingredients for this month's anime hall include a popular anime, manga, and merchandise item. So it's gonna be it's gonna be something. Um, it's gonna be something from. Uh, it's it's going to be a DVD or Blu-ray and a manga volume. And a merchandise item, meaning a plushie, um, a keychain, something, you know, a tote bag, whatever it's going to be. So. Man, I got so much chat to catch up on. For free drink. Um, okay. 
Yeah, so regarding FDDNM saying that I'm literally paying 285 for a shirt and a canvas print, um, I think there's actually a lot more to the to the thing than that. I think that there's also like an art book or something. I am I am planning to – I'm going to wait for to hear what they say in my – uh, to my suggestion that they should do a, a, a custom, you know, uh, uh, DVD cover for or Blu-ray cover for for the for this release. Um, but if they don't, if they decide not to do that, then before the thing ends, I'm, I'm going to cancel my tier, my, my pledge. Um, but I don't think that they're going to. I don't think they're going to. They're going to get proper funding for the Kickstarter to go through anyway uh, regarding Under the Dog, so I'm not worried. So I'm just going to double-check right here. So it's a canvas print, special edition t-shirt. Okay, so it is a digital... Yeah, you're right. Everything else is digital. Oh, no, art art book and storyboard is also in included. So that's another thing that's coming, but you're right. It's like this is stuff I don't really need. I um, totally agree with you, FDDM. It's, it's not something I, I, I want to go through, and I don't want to pay for that and also the uh, Halloween pajama, which I actually do want to go through. I don't want those... I don't want to spend that money. So um, I probably will back out of the pledge um, before the uh, um, Kickstarter is over. But I'm giving them a chance. Um, also, I want to catch up on FDM said Angel Beats. Uh, is like, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know why that show is so popular. Um, it's a weird show. And I got to say, if you jump into that show at any point, even if you started from the beginning, got no idea what's going on. That whole show, it feels like. It's totally uh, out of the blue. It's kind of funny because... During that week, when I was watching all that anime um, that week, uh, I saw three separate anime over the course of two days that had the Indiana Jones um, rolling boulder gag, uh, and that was one of them. The other two were um, Amagi, Brilliant Park, and um, Pokemon, an episode of Pokemon. Yeah, just anyway, we got done with the uh, Dakashi Kashi. Considering <laughs> that opening, same thing. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a trope that it comes up a lot, um, dude. Uh, so uh, FDM said he also said that he binged all of Ranma. That's not easy to do, but at the same time, um, that show is so much better than it looks when you're jumping into it. That it is kind of like you could marathon it, like it really is. Um, Ranma is always a good watch but for me. Next is Yu Hawk Show, great show freaking amazing show I, I hope that I, that is one show that i'll definitely double dip if they ever release a blu-ray on um just because i absolutely hate the uh the way that man i just they, i just they did release so a blu-ray I, I it's recently the same thing reorganized re my collection and it's like everything is moved so far over but yeah um funimation used these awful i'm so glad they're not doing this these boxes are absolutely terrible they're just begging to be destroyed i hate that they release things like this they did release a Blu-ray with that art, but it's a Blu-ray. So they did release a um, a Blu-ray yeah, of you Hawkshire. Blu-ray. I'll have I to double check. You and... said the Rama looks better than. Oh. Say that again. You just Rama. I can't believe you. I just Rama. Yeah, you said it looks more. It's better than what it looks. What? what no, I, I that? said that. I said that. Because it's so long, it's like 165 episodes or something like that. Um, yeah. When you first look at it, it seems like being able to sit down and marathon that and not watching anything else in between would be a bit of a chore. Like towards the end, you start getting sick of it. But um, when I started watching it way back in the day, um, I was hooked on it and I went through the first three seasons in like one sitting practically. I mean, it was crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, let's see. In the English dub later on, they reference Pokemon. Oh, really? And, yeah. And if you pay attention to like the later seasons, like I think season five or so, something like that, mm-hmm. they show a brief, brief flash of the prototype of Ryoko. Mm-hmm. I'm going to close the so My son not going to bed. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sounds like someone has daddy problems. You know, I... What's going to happen when you have kids? Well, the worst thing is that um, the uh, the time change is about to happen on November 5th, I think. So the next podcast... See, I live in Arizona where we don't have daylight savings. So the podcast time, in order for it not to be an hour later for you guys, needs to be an hour earlier for me, which means that it's he's going to be even more awake during the next podcast. Yeah, it's going to be rough. So as, as a reverb of what he just said, our time, normal people's time will change. No, your time is going to stay the same. It's going to, it's your time is going to change because of daylight savings. Right. So it's going to have to change. But for me, I actually don't change for daylight savings, but I have to change I actually have to change the time that I start the podcast for me so that for you guys, it remains like nine o'clock or 11 o'clock or wherever, whatever it is for when, when it's what it normally is for you guys. Um, assuming that you're in a country that has daylight savings. So for normal people, we're fine for him. He has to adjust his clock back yeah. an hour. And then um, when you move, we might move it an hour even earlier just so that we, because I know half the people watching this are watching it up into the wee hours of the morning um, to be with us. So we're hoping to uh, to change it and also switch it to a different day so that it's not on a Thursday. So yeah. you guys won't get stuck uh, right, you know, if you have work or school the next day. We'll probably push it to a Friday or a Saturday so that you it won't be as big of a, uh, an issue. Um, so anyway, probably I'm going to... Saturday. I'm going to skip over all the Nabiki talk because uh, I... Don't have any idea about uh, the specials. I I don't. I've never watched Nabiki. I don't know what that is. So I'm just. And you guys talked That's about the, it when I was out of there. Is the middle sister of the Tendo family? Okay. Or sorry, middle daughter. You don't so know who Nabiki, Nabiki is. is. Nabiki is a character in Ranma. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, it's been years since I watched it. Only character I remember is Ranma and Shampoo. I don't even. Is the other girl Ayane? I think her name is. Akane. Akane. Okay, those are the only characters I remember. We're making this difficult to talk about Ronald with you. Well, I I haven't seen it in years. I'm going to have to rewatch it. It's um, so iconic. It's like not quoting weird science. Uh, don't ask me to quote weird science. <laughs> don't ask me to talk about Ghostbusters. Don't ask me to do any of that stuff. Okay, yeah, I remember the ending opening of the tape as Ooh, Lance is in the New York hour. I just need that, so that transition now back to you for some reason. Then I'm, I'm having such a hard time following this conversation you guys had already. I'm, I'm going to skip it because you guys already did yeah, this. Fine, so Shampoo, fine. Shampoo character. Never thought I would take this one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, okay, 
Uh, Danny is back. That's good. Uh, reading comments only. Video won't load. Oh, bummer. Uh, try and get strings. Bigger problems than distributing physical media costs them much more than streaming. Yeah, it's. Uh, let's just let's just leave it at uh, under the dog. Kickstarter is a dumpster fire. Just leave it at that. Um, Zethus Thorn says, "I have seen Macross. You remember Love a week ago? Uh, did that? That never came out over here, right?" Uh, keep talking. I'll be right back to comment on that. Okay. Um, just during the live stream, have you already discussed the right stuff, Anime Hall? We just did. Man, we're, that was like at nine forty-two. Though when, is when you're coming in here. So that was, yeah, we we talked about that. Um. Yeah, uh, so they, they did have the downloads at DGM. I, I actually downloaded it and watched it when it first came out uh, for regarding Under the Dog. They did not... Ha I don't think they had streaming for the last one. Um, uh, I just lost my place. Okay, there we go. Um, oh, oh, okay, so... Um, so, Brian, I guess you were here for the Anime Hall stuff because um, Augie was saying... We hadn't talked about it yet. It's not stupid and plans post on YouTube. Yep. Um, Nekopar has raised over a million. It has been a month. Nothing. Had, yeah, that's interesting. That's actually a good thing to bring up. Uh, the Nekopara Kickstarter. Um, that, I don't think I've gotten a single uh, update from that. And it raised like a million bucks. I wonder if they cut and run. I tried to contribute to the slacker backer, but for some reason that didn't work out. So you asked if, do you remember Love came over here, right? Yes. It came over here on VHS, didn't it? Yes, it did. As Clash of the Bi Bionoids. <laughs> this is the cut version from Just for Kids. Ooh. And we also have the uncut version from mm -hmm. Best Film and Video Corp. By the way, I just shook the mouse for my computer and it brought up my Anime Planet thing again. And I, I forgot to mention, when I when I mentioned that I had reached um, six months, that I'd watched six months worth of anime, um, I was going to bring up, that's one-tenth of all the anime they have on the site, by the way. Which is actually not a lot. Um, I know people who have over two years worth of watched, uh, but I, I think that they're logging their rewatches. And um, I set up my account uh, in the settings to not count rewatches towards um, to not have it count towards uh, my life spent on anime bar. So I, I don't know if they're doing that or not, but um, mine is just single watches. So the three or four times I've watched Dragon Ball doesn't exist in my life on anime bar. Um, so anyway, I'm looking up, I'm looking up Neko par right now. I just want to see when their last update was. Because I think that's actually a really... Uh, I, I back so many Kickstarter anime. The, la oh, the, the last one was October 25th. More Okay, so they got sample oh. images. So maybe they are starting production. Yeah, I remember this. I got this email. I just couldn't remember it was for Nekopara. Um, yeah, so they've got like backgrounds and stuff. So yeah, they're working on it. Um, seems like they would have... I mean, because the it we're a little bit... Uh, with the pajama... Um, the Halloween pajama one is like giving us crazy amounts of updates with actual animation clips and stuff. So 
And that one hasn't even – they haven't even finished funding that one yet, but the guy's, like, moving forward on it like crazy. So, um, Well, he finished – if I read that right, he finished the manga, which right. lasted the manga is four years. With it um, as a Kindle edition or something, so – it's not the same. You have to have something physical to slap your friends. That's the whole point of owning stuff. That and to watch it and that's why enjoy we don't it anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rip, yeah. Satan six 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 says uh rip to Danny for that shipping cost living in South uh, Africa. Dude, I don't know how you do it, Danny. I don't know how you do it. I, 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 I don't not, even know what this, this guy is does. not a hobby. This is not a hobby that is easily done from from South Africa. Um, my, my wife has relatives that live in South Africa and they have us buy iPhones and iPads and stuff and send it over to them um, because they don't even get that stuff. You know, it's just ridiculous. So um, FDM says anime hall looks like a Pokemon mystery box. Uh, Satan 66 says, I honestly think it is not worth it. Um, FDGM says where they take a bunch of their unsold garbage, throw it into a box and sell it off. That's okay. I don't that's think what that's what too. this is this time around. Right stuff has their grab bag thing. They do that for that. I don't think that that's what they're doing this time around. I think that this is legitimately, um, going to be new releases for the majority of stuff. So I, I don't think you have to worry. I, I would be very surprised. In fact, it'll be interesting to see when people get the anime hall and they do the unboxings on YouTube. It'll be interesting to see what, what was there. So that maybe we'll, maybe by the next podcast, um, no, they're going to ship mid November. So the podcast after the next one, we'll be able to probably know what was in them. Um, then we have a poll. Like, say what? We did have, a poll. have a poll. How big is the poll? Oh, hold on. Um, I, I You guys comment so much, and I've been so, like, caffeine hyped up that I've been just all over the place tonight. FDGM says, not liking it unless they do what Loot Crate does and actually show. Yeah, that's an interesting. That, it's kind of weird that they're not doing that. Um, but then again, I don't know. We'll see. We'll just see where this goes. Right stuff will probably update things as time goes by. We'll just see. Um you gotta have time unless they do that. So never mind. Yeah, still garbage. Sixty dollars is what it takes to get me a good anime on its own. But they're they're actually only charging you forty bucks. Um, but then plus shipping to Canada. I don't know. You might be right. Let alone what they give you. Plus, I don't care about. Yep. Uh, if you want to talk expensive, I bought the complete Anaplex sort of dude. Oh, oh, that's the DVD though. Yeah, the I someday, someday I will own those incredibly expensive rare. Sword Art Online sets, but not not any not not now. <laughs> Maybe next year, actually. Um, if my well, right uh, now they have an easy edition too, to buy well, to collect. Well, if my um, but I want I want the one that's considered super rare and, and all that. It's like it's the prestige of the collection, you know. Um, if uh, if the business I'm starting next month um, or on in January, if when I launch in January, if we if we rake in a million dollars next year, then yeah, you know what? I'll buy that. I'll buy that sort out online set. But otherwise, no, not gonna do it. Um, I don't even like. I I've never actually sat down and watched Sword Art Online, but um, I feel like I'd rather just watch Dot Hack. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna bash on it like everybody else does, just because I've never actually sat down and watched it. But um, I would like to see it at some point. Is any one of their anime? It's over. That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious if 
because it is food related. Satan six 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 says that uh, right stuff might even just send you one of their anime cookbooks. That would be really funny. Um, if you couldn't afford the Blu-ray set, then how could you afford them as they came out? And does that mean you got the first season twice? No, I pre-ordered them when they came to All right. Just going through this conversation happening between two other people that aren't us. You actually has Blu-ray. Good. So we're, we're getting to that point yet. Um, just listing complete collection. Awesome. I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. I'm not going to buy it now. i got to save some money for the... For the uh, there's a bunch of Sentai limited editions I want to get during Right Stuff's um, Christmas sale. Um like Squid Girl and whatnot, so I'm gonna I'm saving money for that. It's 1 a.m. here. Okay. Came out recently-ish. I hate shampoo and rama. Oh, shampoo's the best character. No, I'm just kidding. Um, she can run. I'm on the last like five things here. We'll get back to the podcast. So today is an accurate. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We should talk about that. Um, I am not going to get that stuff. I just I, I don't care about Supreme. Um, so th- let me. I'll, Remind me in a minute. I'm going to pull pull that up and we look at it and we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, no, I did not. In pajama. Also did the right thing on the freaking having a source material. Yep. People get behind me. Totally agree. All right. I'm not sure. <laughs> FDM says, which of the SAO box sets, meaning sort of online, is the prestige that I mentioned? Uh, the most rare? I have double one of those sets. Yeah. Um, just because they're they're notorious in the collecting community because they cost like a thousand bucks on eBay. Um, eventually I'd like to get my hands on them. Um, cause it's that the prestige of it, you know, but, uh, I still say that's reserved for Masonic Koku for what? For collecting oh, prestige. That's not, that's not terribly hard to get though. The, la- the later ones, yes, are, but the later not, volumes are, I don't know. It's not that hard to get. They're, they're available. Um, okay, so Acura Supreme. Let's look this up real quick. Let's tab out to get on there. Where did I? I lost my tab. Nope. That's again, and again, I think for Sword Art, it's not really rare. It's just people have it and don't want to move it. If you have more movement, yeah, it's not rare. Okay, so uh, let me link, or let me share screen. Let's talk about this real quick. Okay, so this is the Akira Supreme. Uh, I guess Supreme is a clothing company. This looks like garbage to me, this outfit and this model. is. Oh, here, there's the, wait, where's looks the Looks very satin. It just looks terrible. Like, who designed this, you know? Yeah, it looks like Gur. This looks thought, like they just okay. So this this one. Um, I can stand. I can wear that one. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I, what I was gonna say is that these other ones look like they got these old DKNY jackets uh, that they like found in a dumpster because they didn't sell, and they just stuck a image from the manga on it. You know, like they just these do not look good. You I know, this these conversation was gonna lead to like the. Uh, complete editions, the complete manga edition. Yeah, I was I was gonna move it that way, but um, since they brought up, since they brought this up, I wanted to just go through it real quick because I actually hadn't seen these yet. This one's not terrible, but this looks terrible. This looks bad. Like this is kind of a neat looking shirt. 
you know, like it's not a terrible design, but this just looks out of place here. It looks like you got a post-it note. Hey, and then hey, what is this? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but the previous guy, he's ready to go bowling. Yeah. These look awful. Am I the only one who thinks these look awful? Probably, uh, really? Like, for the, when I go to my... <laughs> this looks like I can wear this, this for. Is this car. for mechanics? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, this one, these ones are not, I wouldn't wear no. these personally, but these don't look terrible. Those I can back behind. This is, yeah, this is like, this is a design statement that, that actually feels like, uh, you know, at least you're doing something. You know, the other ones are just terrible. These look so bad. Also, so, FTD um, and I, I, it's a toss-up between 8, 7, and 6. Since those were the box sets that were juggled upon right stuff, referring back to Mason and Koku. All right, you guys make me look this up right now. Am I screen sharing right now? I am. Yes, yeah, your screen share. Stop. Sharing. Let me find it. I swear I saw it like just the other day, volume eight. I still stand behind what I said. Six, seven, and eight were released on right stuff uh -huh. only. I know I've seen it in in uh, at book off before. Well, that's book off. I wish I had a book off I'm here. Just saying. No. I don't, I don't have a book off here. I had one when I, where I used to live. You know what? You know what? I'll bring this up now. For some stupid reason in this city, there's this store that has, that dares to call itself, and it's spelled A-N-I-M-E. It's L-L-C-D. And instead of selling hard media, it's nothing but cosplay and accessories. For some, don't you... My opinion, that's a great name, but sell what you're titled. There's no point yeah. in this. So I'm sitting here being a, well, I'm not going to go in it, so it can find its source if it can survive. Yeah, but it, I, it'll be, by, by this time next year, that store's not going to be there. Who knows? Probably not brick and mortar anyway. So um, regarding the Supreme thing, um, I've noticed they've done other ones like for Dragon Ball and stuff that looks pretty good, but this Acura one's just a joke. Like I can't believe how bad that looks. FDM mentioned uh, 12 Kingdoms set three Blu-ray. I'm a little lost. I thought the 12 Kingdoms had like two premium sets and a one Blu-ray volume that completes the whole thing released by media uh, blasters. No, there's a, there's three Blu-ray parts. They're pretty rare. And it's like the thing that FDDM likes to rub in everybody's face. <laughs> well, you can um, get the DVD just so easily. Yeah. Well, yeah, but if you want, I, we're going I don't know what it is about the Bluetooth. In this corner 13, of my house. Volume three. 
Um, anyway, so let's not forget we got to talk about Requiem of the Darkness. Um, and Super Grand Prix. Super Grand Prix. So the last time... All right, I'll look this up. I'll get you that, that listing. I saw it like... Yeah, so yeah. So every once in a while... Maybe there's no listing for it right now, but every once in a while, Maison Ikoku Volume 8 um, will pop up on eBay for five, 600 bucks, which is not cheap, but it's available and you can get it. You know, like it's it's not like dropping a thousand bucks for Sword Art Online, which is arguably, even though I haven't seen it, significantly not as good of a show as Maison Ikoku. Can we agree on that? <laughs> I stand by my statement here. Anyway, I'm going to put this back to. Uh, the way I had it with my chat popped in here. All right. All right. So yeah. then again, behind the scenes, when I look for something, I think you can say that's rare. What? On some of those tiles that we try to look for. Yeah. Well, you're, you're looking for, we're looking, when you and I are looking for something, like I, I will say that for me, when I, when I consider something rare, it means you can't find it. Okay. I, I, as a collector, personally, I, I mean, yes, it's true that things that are really expensive are usually expensive because they're rare, uh, you know, supply and demand. But yeah. for me, um, I reserve the term rare for stuff that you just cannot find, you know, stuff that you have an eBay um, or, or even a Google alert on your phone for like three years and you still haven't had a single thing pop up online, you know. So um, that's what I consider rare stuff like um, nobody's boy Remy, um, you know, all that kind of stuff is just like it's so incredibly rare. You never see it online. Um, um, Lumen's Volume Two, you know, just like it's so hard to get uh, that it might as well not even exist. And there, those are some things like where we, like Augie and I, are looking for stuff on a monthly basis. We check in on something and we don't even know if it ever got released. You know, that stuff, that's what I consider rare, you know, where it's just, it's, there's so little information about it. You're not even sure it's real. Ooh. Well, I'm still holding the microphone like Kermit the frog. You're, you're fine. It was, it wasn't your mic. It was the connection. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so let's, uh, let me grab Requiem. Right here. What did you guys think of this? I yeah. I think I made the mistake of watching it too early in the week because I don't remember. I mean I I remember watching it and, and as soon as you start talking, it's gonna jog my memory, but I don't like I don't come away from shows like um super like I just don't I don't recall everything super well. Uh, for this show, I, I'll agree with one of your earlier comments. It's one of those that you you could marathon, but it's best if you like if you let it if you, you digest know, it. If you yeah. digest it like a like a bag of Fritos, you don't want to eat the whole thing because it's there. But you take one and eat it just to remember what's there. Um, <laughs> so for this show, you have generally two different plot lines. Your subplot, which will be the main focus of the episode which to me reminds me of like a tells from a crypt episode. Uh -huh. Then you have this other that kind of explains more the background of the area and the characters. Yeah. 
It kind of it's kind of like Mushishi you know, a, bit, a little bit uh, in the way that they do the um, what do you call it the um, I don't want to call it monster of the week but just like mystery of the week or I mean because it is it is sort of a ghost story show which is different from Mushishi but it's, it's just like of... there's a supernatural event that takes place in every arc kind of thing a supernatural sort of thing going on yeah. I would say it's more like criminal of the week because it kind of sure. you have the fantasy aspect, but then it turns into a crime drama of you murderer, you were bad. I'm judging you. Go away. Yeah, yeah. My ghost story of the week or something like that would probably have been a better term. I just I grabbed the one that came to mind. Um, so and have, uh, so you have four um, characters. Yeah, you have. You have the artist, the shape changer, the author. Oh, sorry, author. author. Yeah, author, shape changer. The guy, the guy with the eye in the stomach that judges everyone, and the and the lush lady who who sneaks in and uh, store up stuff, kind of kind of via similar to Fujiko Mine from Lupin. Is it is okay? Let, let me ask real quick. Her is her name Fujiko Fujiko Mine or Fujiko Mine? I don't see I don't see the apostrophe at e, so I say mine. Yeah, but but you don't see anything like that with any other uh, Japanese written word like other than Mina. You have Mina, so why couldn't it be mine? Yeah, but her name is Fujiko. I'll, I'll write right. it in. I'll write it in kana in the chat here. Okay, Mini. Name is Fujiko. My knee. Mine. Why can't I hit enter? There you go. Let me try it without. Why? Foo? <laughs> the button does not want to work when I'm in Kana mode. Anyway, totally off topic. Let's get back to Requiem from the Darkness. Um, let's see. Certain episodes. You have one episode where, where you see this grandfather see his family get killed right in front of him. He gets possessed. With the, yes, uh, the one with the gun. gun. That was my favorite episode. Then I like the I like the show with its different art liberties, as yeah. it uses uses background characters as just stock stock characters, and you can see that when they really focus on a character, they look different, over the top, and some sort of derangedness with them. With this old yeah. man, he has like this either devil man kind of hairstyle yeah. or a he, sergeant he was supposed to be a, he was supposed to be a NYPD. He, he had a bat hair. What I liked about it was the whole tension with the gun and how far his revenge should go. Yeah. I, I thought they, they were, that was, like I said, it was my favorite episode. They handled it really well. Some of the anime, some of the best animation in the series was in that episode too. Um, what'd you think about the opening? My two cents is oh, I, I like the how music. they blended. I like the music. In the opening, I like how they blended the 3D animation along with some cell shading. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I 
I didn't really care for the opening and closing animation. Um, like it didn't, I wouldn't say it was my favorite opening or ending kind of thing, but I liked the music that played with it, you know? Um, when I watched it, I mentioned to you, I, I really didn't like the overly voluptuous chick. And I realized after I finished watching it that um, that was one of the things that I watched in the last two weeks that I didn't stream. I actually watched it with using the discs, right? And when I stream stuff that's, that is um, 4 by 3 it, it casts the TV in 4 by 3 right? But this one, right. because I did it through the Blu-ray player that I got from uh, the Sentai thing, um, it stretched it to widescreen. And I didn't use the remote on the TV to uh, to, to change the aspect ratio. So um, I realized at the end, um, after I'd finished watching it, that the that the chick's design looked so bad to me because they already made her like really voluptuous, and it stretched her even further um, to to fill the screen like that. Um, so that was one of the things that really bothered me. And it's like I just I didn't think that the um, the ending with all the the centipede I didn't I didn't get the the visual art style didn't appeal to me, but like I said, I really liked the music to it. So, um, I kind of get it. It's like, she's saying that she's trapped, but at the same time, there's not much animation of that, that ending. Yeah. Um, well, there's not really much to say about this show is show besides, well, two different, lines i would recommend it but for a slow watch what did scare me though was the preview for the very last episode how they did it if you saw you saw old familiar faces quickly shown as if it was hinting that it was going to be a clip show thankfully it did not it was not a clip show how annoying is it when that happens in an anime well usually usually when that happens they don't have any budget at the end yeah. Um, but it's like, watch the... you. This is why you should be watching the show. It's like, well, this is the end, you know? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, just prep, prepping for stuff we got to do later. Um, by the way, yeah. before we... Um, well, let's finish up with Requiem of the Darkness before we move um, on to... How'd uh, you feel about the different monsters? You know, I, I'm not really big on Japanese horror stories. Um, there are a couple of them that are really interesting, but the way that they tell them usually, especially in anime, is just so not gripping. Like, the, okay, it's one of those things where if you if you told somebody that's like a devout Catholic or something, or um, if you told them a story about like demon possession or something. And, and you do the, like, like you showed them the movie, the exorcist or something, it would grip them a lot more because of their faith. Right. So in Japan, if you're superstitious to ghost stories and stuff, like you always see the anime characters in any anime, whenever something is brought up as being haunted, they freak the F out. Right. And it's like, if you're already superstitious and you watch these ghost story things, it might grip you, you know, but to me, it doesn't, it doesn't get me at all. So I try to enjoy, I tried to enjoy Requiem from the Darkness for sort of the storytelling and artistic uh, style rather than the actual stories or the monsters because they just didn't, they didn't grip me at all. I didn't find them interesting. 
um, with the exception of the uh, the one about the um, that gun. I thought that one was interesting uh, with the guy with the bat hair. So, um, okay, so. Uh, so you heard here gonna bring first. Up as soon as I said that, uh, Junji Ito, um, probably the rare exception to to things actually being creepy and giving you goosebumps. Uh, would love it if if uh, they did. Um, uh, if they, it, I, I would love it if if they do a good job adapting uh, that horror manga he's doing um, for their Blu-ray release because I've seen I've seen screenshots from the anime that they're producing um, where they just don't look that good next to well, they, i don't want to say they don't look that good that done uzumaki yeah. gyo fish attack did he do gyo tokyo fish attack if he did uzumaki he did um maybe i'm thinking of somebody else but um i've seen the artwork next to from the manga next to the anime and it looked a little bit like it it, it didn't it just doesn't convey the same feeling you know so i'm hoping that maybe the blu-ray release will get a little bit more um I got a confirmation. It is. Yeah, we'll get a little bit more creative uh, in the design aspect, and I'm hoping that uh, that they do it justice because I, re- I really would like to see those things uh, animated. Let me check my battery right now. Thank Fuck you, Satan three six. Um, <laughs> so, as you heard at first, people, AC just said that all Japan is Ichabod Crane. Um, I think I think referring to the Simpsons, Bart said it better to Lisa. People are just a, more afraid back then back then than they are today well no i'm just saying that um i think that there's a cultural thing with these ghost stories that that makes it more interesting to watch in uh from a japanese perspective you know um because there are some of them that are interesting like i really like i really like the stories um like for instance mushishi kind of takes some Japanese fairy tales, if you will, and sort of warps them and creates new stories out of them. But it like uses some of them like Kappa, for example, it uses Kappa as a, um, as a base for some of the stories, you know, uh, and they do an incredible job with the storytelling, you know, and it grips you and it sucks you in. And the music really is, is really good at, uh, at doing that as well. really sucking you in and getting you interested in, in what's going on. Um, but Requiem of the Darkness, or Requiem, pardon, Requiem from the Darkness, um, and just a bunch of other shows don't do a great job, um, getting you super invested, you know, it's like, uh, it's kind of like when you, that, that problem you often have where a movie starts and there's supposed to be a tragedy, tragedy at the beginning where like a character dies and it's the driving force behind another character's actions. But I don't give a crap about that character that just died. You know, you didn't give me any reason to give a crap when you when you have them die at the very very beginning of a story. You know what I mean? It's that kind of stuff where you have to build up the the reasoning for liking something. It's like one of the reasons why season two of Game of Thrones or book two, even uh, if you want to put it that way, is so impactful is because of a certain character's death that happens at the end of the first season in the first book right because they built up that character the whole time um the death means something and and it means something going forward when all the characters are affected by it you know so um but to contrast that. that the story starts with uh, uh what's his name um robin uh, robert aaron with his death and you don't know who that is and you don't care 
right? So um, it's you got to be really careful about um, how you create your story in order to get the audience behind the thing. And I'm just saying that I don't think that um, I lack the cultural um, backing. I guess you could. Just, there's not a. You know what I mean? So you, I just lack that. Uh, I can't empathize the same way, I guess, because I don't have the same cultural experience and the same, you know, growing up as a kid, hearing the ghost stories from my grandparents telling me at, around the campfire. You know, I don't have that, you know. So these stories didn't grip me as a young child. Um, so they don't strike that nerve watching it as I'm older. And, you know, Requiem from the Darkness is not necessarily geared to people our age anyway you know i'm just saying like it's not um this is all going back to your question on what did i think of the different monsters it's like i didn't they didn't do anything for me is the short answer and i tried to expound on why uh before i continue chat is the third one that uh itoi junji ito junji sorry junji ito was his third major work uh tromi and what's the name it's, of his cat manga? It's a, uh, um, Satan Six Six says he did Uzumaki, Tomie, and Gyo. Are you thinking of Tomie? What? Where? Wish we were at the same spot. Probably Tomie, the girl that that splits off like a starfish, then has to kill her twin. Which is the um, the manga that that person did? Where I think it was Junji Ito, but I, I could be wrong. I think it might actually be Uzumaki. Um, but uh, it's the one with the uh, the cliff face that has the human shaped holes in it. Yep, that's Uzumaki. Start getting so that is Uzumaki. Yep, that's my hole. How dare you get in my hole? Yeah. So, um, like I said, that is legitimately creepy. And you know, there. Okay, let me let me let me break this down real quick. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's go back to Requiem. Then we. No, that's 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 what I'm talking about. Is okay. The difference here is that there's horror that is creepy and and just kind of like makes it just gives you that that cringy feeling in your stomach that makes it turn um that's an example of that right what i'm talking about specifically isn't horror just to be very clear it's the japanese um ghost story horror that's based on old folk tales and stuff that just like as you brought up with the simpsons things like people were scared of more things back then it's like for instance war of the worlds when war of the worlds was first broadcast and people were flee- fleeing to the to the hills because they thought it was real. They thought it was a real alien invasion happening. Or when people first saw the uh, um, the the first motion picture thing where they saw the train, um, they filmed. They put the camera down on the track and had the train drive it at the camera and go over the camera. And they showed that they projected it on the screen, and people in the audience started screaming and jumped out of their seats to try to get out of the way because they thought a train was about to hit them. You know, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, it's that, but, um, I'm just saying that, um, to, to use Junji Ito as an example, uh, it, it's that guttural feeling of creating that creepiness and some other things are able to do that. Um, I don't want to say Gantz does that cause they don't really, but it's got a similar kind of vibe to it where it like, it just, it hits you in a weird way, you know, and it makes you feel something that for, um, all intents and purposes, um, I just don't think ghost stories do. 
I don't think the Japanese ghost stories, because they've got all those weird ghost stories about how the school's haunted. And if you go to the school after hours, there's the uh, science lab, you know, like body dummy that's like got the, the half the face missing and the organs, you know what I'm talking about, the plastic thing. There's all that. They've got all those weird ghost stories. They've got the hand that comes out of the toilet uh, that made an appearance in uh, Majora's Mask and all that stuff. They've got all these little ghost stories that are kind of gimmicky and sort of dumb you know, and not scary at all, but to a kid uh, growing up and getting those stories told to you could be like when you're real, like when you're a kid, you don't know how the world works. You don't understand everything. You're kind of, you're a lot more, let's say superstitious, right? You believe in Santa Claus, you believe in tooth fairy, you believe in that at that age, that stuff can really mess you up. But I'm just saying like, I don't, most ghost stories from Japan, I don't find that terrifying or you know whatever you know um a lot of ones nowadays like there are stories that are made that might be based on older things um where they sort of take them to a new level and they they get you on things that are happening right now like for instance the story of the ring where they actually brought in uh technology the tv you know they bring in these things um the phone call you know they 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 do these things to to reach on what is culturally culturally relevant today you know what i mean um, so that's, it's, it's just, that's, I don't know how to, I'm not, I'm not articulating it well. I have to sit down and really parse out exactly, um, the best way to describe it. But I think you guys understand where I'm coming from um, on what I'm saying between how, how one type of horror story, you know, more, I don't want to say contemporary, but just modified to actually captivate a modern audience versus based on the historical, um, Japanese folk tales that are just not at all scary these days you get what i mean and i'll have you know santa claus does exist he's a great mexican chef at restaurant go to okay um well going back to to requiem from the darkness uh one aspect that i like is how they create the atmosphere per episode which if if you watch it, if you just streamline it, it kind of weakens because it gives the same sort of delivery. And it's calling back to the ghost story comment. But because they approached it this way, I say it's better than uh, Death Parade, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. You know, I think that with any production, live action... Hollywood production, whatever it is, um, anime, whatever it is. I think that I, I was thinking about this the other day, literally yesterday, actually, um, when I was watching Rose and Maiden and I wondered if I, I just, I had this weird thought pop in my head cause there's a scene in the new Rose and Maiden where they go into this weird world where there's like doll parts everywhere. And I wondered, could you do an entire episode in this setting. And I'm pretty sure there's, there's like an episode of death note where it's like, you could do a full episode of death note with two people sitting at a bus stop talking to each other. And you're sucked in. You're just totally sucked in because the dialogue is interesting. The rules of the world are interesting, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that the music in death note is a major contributor to really sucking you into the ideas of, of what's being conveyed. And I think that other, other shows that do that, um, when I, when I first saw ghosts in the shell standalone complex, that show has so 
much techno babble in it that your brain shuts off at some points. But it's weird because whenever there's something that's actually relevant to the story, relevant to the plot moving forward, somehow your brain kind of like comes out of disengagement mode and re-engages just to get the key plot point. And I'm, I, I wonder, I'd like to sit down and re-watch it. I've seen it maybe two or three times, but I'd like to sit down and re-watch it again in the future and really get, I want to analyze why that happened. Um, why you, you come back out of it at precisely the right moment. What camera changes? What um, changes in the music or something? What causes your brain to re-engage? It's kind of like when somebody's giving a speech and they say, in conclusion, and it's like, it's like scientifically proven to get your audience to re-engage, you know, after they've listened to you talk for two hours, you know, that when you say in conclusion, even if you've got another hour worth of stuff to talk about, it re-engages your audience. And it's just that thing. I, I'm very curious as to what it is. So back to the point about this, about you suggesting this was better than Death Parade. I disagree personally. Um, I don't think Death Parade was, Death Parade was fun. It was a fun watch. It's not something I would like to sit down and rewatch a bunch, you know? Um, Requiem for the Darkness, I don't I don't need to see it again. I enjoyed it the first time, similar to Death Parade, but I, I really don't need to watch it again, right? But with mm, Death Parade, it had, it had that design. You know, it, um, it had the that catchy opening. You know, it had all these things that, that sort of suck you and had the mystery going from the beginning, uh, following a couple episodes of what's happening behind the scenes, what's going on with these dolls. It had all these things that were going on that really kind of, pulled you forward in the story and i just didn't feel like requiem from the darkness didn't have what you might consider the long arcing plot that actually the the, the thing is that he's writing that storybook he's writing the hundred stories that's right. the thing that's that's linking all the episodes together and it's weak compared to death parade having like there's a mystery yeah, like a, like i said the main focus is the whole tells of the crypt type of story that tries to convey with Death Parade, my one problem with it is the opening. For something that's yeah, supposed to be about it's, death. It's too hype. It's too like up and like uh, bouncy and sort of happy, you mean, compared to the yeah, show? Yeah, it's like instead of Jason's popcorn, slow music shutter before he creeps onto someone, just insert the theme song to Barney. Or have, a, have like the, the ice cream. Well, actually, I in the setting of uh, a horror movie like that, the the ice cream jingle would probably actually be really creepy. But but I get what you're saying. But I actually feel like it's hard to explain. It's like a masterful thing to do for for a production um, to to do this. But it's like one of those things. It throws you off. And I feel like um, I I talked about this when we did the podcast after we watched that, where I said that it's kind of like in Monsters Inc. How they in, intentionally start with that really upbeat do 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 you know and it's got like the the graphic um the motion graphics of like all the doors opening and closing and the little monsters going across the screen while it's telling you the credits you know the opening credits uh and then it starts and it has that moment that to a child watching it might be very scary uh and it, they use that to reassure the audience coming in that this is going to be a fun time this is not going to be scary just get through the first two minutes where it seems the setting is really scary until the, the robot kid pops up and then the monster gets freaked out and he fails his exam, you know? Um, so I felt like, uh, as I said, with, when we did death parade, that, that 
um, opening kind of established that same thing where um, there's a lot of kind of really horrific things going on in Death Parade, but there the story kept getting more and more heartfelt towards the end. You know, um, like the first one is really awful with the, the two, the couple that's just like at each other's throats. But then as yeah. it goes on, it starts to become a lot more sentimental, you know? Yeah, so that was, that's what my you're pointing right. out is it, it does, right. We're not going to get that much horror. It's something that starts off as horror, but turns into a drama. Yeah. But anyway, techno babble. If you ever yeah. watched Star Trek The Next Generation, pay attention to more of the background stuff. You'll see like references to Yamato. Urusayatsu. with the chemical yeah. equation of Did Ursa you see Ayatra. that recently? Did you see that recently on Facebook? I, I saw it on Facebook. I'm trying to pin down the episode. Okay, well... I have, I have friends I, keep I wanna, talking about I, I this shit. I want to ask you I, how yeah. you found out about it, but I don't want to dox somebody. So I'm going to message you in chat uh, on this chat here real quick. Uh -oh, I want to know if you... Because I, I saw it because a specific somebody... Uh, I probably friended this person and saw it. Then again, I still say the blooper should be another season itself. Right. I just I just sent it to you. Night Satan 3-6. I just sent you the chat in the chat here. Do you see it? Not not the live chat. No, no, not him. That's not that's not how you saw it. Okay. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm actually friends with him on Facebook, like his actual account, not his like business account. So that's how I saw it. I don't really see anyway. Um, oh yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, catch you later, Satan. <laughs> such a, such a weird thing to have to say. By the way, I meant to say hi to Cutie Honey Thirty earlier. Um, yeah, another phrase you never expected to have to type. <laughs> Good night, Satan. Um, all right, so um, sorry, I'm, my mind is all over the place because I can hear my daughter screaming in the next room, and it's totally well, Satan making me want to be a short version of Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's not get into that. Don't want to, don't want to talk about how Christmas is a pagan holiday where you worship the Saturnalia tree. But oh, oh, oh um, come on, this leads into Beetlejuice with the sandworms from Saturn. No, let's let's move on. I don't want to get into this. What, what were you for Halloween, by the way? <laughs> oh, what was I? Well, left it in the car. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, next time I, I'll reveal that. I was so, going to make a joke, but I, I've often got to make that joke. <laughs> what, what are you holding? Oh, Super Grand Prix. Yeah. <clears throat> so something else I want to mention real quick before we move on. Um, just so that it's said before we get to the end of the podcast, in case anybody wants to think about it, um, I need to do another tip video before we get to the bootleg series so that I can establish that the fact that um, that YouTube has removed um, annotations uh, just so that I can establish that there's a new way we're doing things. I'm thinking about doing a, uh, a tip video on Kickstarter anime. Uh, the thing that I specifically want to bring up is um, sort of how to make sure that you never miss one. Um, and I want to know if any of you guys have any opinions on what other stuff I should cover in it, like ways to private message people on Kickstarter or something I'm going to, uh, include in there. Um, you know, how the different things work, uh, just sort of go over the generals on it, but regarding anime in particular, um, uh, I always get backed stuff through the Kickstarter. Um, but so I don't really pay attention to when stuff ends up being sold, like let's say on right stuff or, or for instance, Funimation, they did that horrible Escaflone Kickstarter where it was actually cheaper for you to have not backed it than to just buy it separate, you know? Um, so there's all, all, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just wondering if you guys have any ideas 
you want to send my way um, about doing that video, that would be um, real beneficial to me. So let's move on to um, let's move on to Super Grand Prix, Ooh. also known as Arrow Emblem Green Arrow. No, it's Arrow Emblem. Green's in the title. No, there's no green in the title. It's Arrow green? Emblem Grand Prix No Taco or something like that. Okay. I, you're wrong. I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. I'm looking it's not at it right now. Hero Emblem Grand Prix No Taka. Oh, first thing I want to say about this. Oh, it's called it's the okay, so the English translation of Arrow Emblem Grand Prix No Taka is Arrow Emblem Hawk of the Grand Prix. Uh, this release was just um, Super Grand Prix. Uh, anyway, I just want to Holy shit. Wikipedia says there are two DVD releases for the series. A four-disc set and a five-disc set. Is that the Japanese release? Because I would really love to own it. I was just about to say that to... Um, my main point about this is Discotech should definitely get, a, get this series and put out the whole thing. Yeah, in the United States, it was re-edited into a short movie called Super Grand Prix. Yeah, so they didn't actually yeah. air the whole thing over here. They didn't air the uh, whole thing, but someone showed another episode. I think it's either the same thing or something else that he had, like, he was arguing with the engineers on what plans to use since he wants to design his car. That but Didn't that, that happen in, in Super Grand Prix? Not in, not in my version. Not in our versions. He, I mean, he argued with the engineers a lot, but yeah, he argued with them, but not this one particular scene. The main character, Crash Corrigan, right? That was his name. Yep. Oh, Sean Corrigan. Sean Corrigan. It says young Sean Corrigan. Did he change his name to Crash in the? Yeah. Oh, Sean Crash was his nickname because of what happened at the beginning. He crashed. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> it all adds up. Yeah. Oof. That's funny because he crashes in his first race. Um, did anybody actually watch this? Is it just me? Is it just me and Augie who actually got this and watched it? Um, hold on, I'm catching up on this chat now. Kitty Honey says, I like Reckoning It does have Tales of the Crypt feeling. You know, I never watched Tales of the Crypt. So this is, I, I, I'll trust you guys on that. I'm, I'm, it sounds mm -hmm. reasonable. Like, At I'm least look up sure the that, Joe Pesci, Pesci episode. Yeah, I, I just, I never actually sat down. I never watched it as a kid or, you know, growing up. So um, FDDMM, slow down on the typing. He says, uh, oh, God, I remember that this one Kickstarter was a 3D CG animation, not an anime, I'm assuming. Um, they met their $20,000 goal, and the vid had credible sources stating you should be able to trust him. They dropped a teaser that was, quote, final quality, and my God, I instantly lost all faith in, in the Kickstarter. Good thing I only spent $5 being cautious, and yes... It was only us who watched <laughs> who watched Super Grand Prix. Um, now he's trying to say IGPX. Yeah, 3D CG with anime style. Um, if you can find that uh, and send me a link to it, um, I just I'd, I'd love to check it out as an example because I like I said I want to do I want really want to do this video justice. And also I meant to uh, Danny asked Danny actually can't 
I don't know if Danny's actually able to watch us right now. He said he was just engaged in the chat, but he couldn't hear us. He wants to know, is Empire of Corpses 3D CG only, um, <laughs> as in the Appleseed movies? Uh, I, haven't I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it either. I don't even know where I put it. Uh, Escaflone, Erased. It's got to be right here. Yep. Empire of Corpses. The, I bought it because the cover looked um, menacing. I don't, it just looked interesting. It looked visually interesting. If this is full CG animation the way that Apple Seed is, they did a phenomenal job, just based on what I can see on the, uh, on the, not that you guys can see anything. It's so hard to see, but I, I think it looks great. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. This is from Project Ito. It might be full CG, actually, because, no, I was thinking of Toe. I thought that this was part of the Project Ito thing, but this is. It's part, it is part of Project Ito. This is? That isn't, that's Toe. Yeah, no, this is part of Project Ito. I was thinking that this was part of Project, that this was from Ito, whoever Ito is, and that, but I know that this one is full CG. uh, That's not Ito, it's just Toe. I got it. No, I, I see that now. Time. I should have guessed because I went to grab it from the T's, not the I's. Anyway, back on track because I really got to keep moving so that I can, uh, um, because I I can hear my daughter screaming and my wife is getting less and less sleep tonight. Um, okay, so uh, FDM says he wants me to watch the teaser for the. CG uh, animation thing during the podcast. Oh, I know um, a CG I, anime may that I mean you can watch. Well, I, I don't want to do that because the copyright strikes and stuff. Um, and Kitty Honey Thirty says the Kickstarter video sounds like a good idea. Uh, so I, I'm just well, I'm not, not going to bother. Yeah, I'll I tell Dan, that, Daniel. Like me, you can later. watch in the background, then talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we'll get to that later. Let's get back to Super Grand Prix. So um, Super Grand Prix. This has an amazing soundtrack, does it not? Oh, oh, I love the music in this. So, uh, one particular voice actor that, or character's voice that got me laughing beyond belief was Shades, if you can uh-huh. remember him. All of them are, uh, see, the thing about this, I'm, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's that, you know, the transatlantic accent? You know what that is? Yeah, yeah. The transatlantic accent, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, is uh, the old-timey way that people used to speak in movies. For whatever reason, they created that accent. That's why everybody talked like that back in the day. It's like, now listen here, hey, you know, like all that stuff. It, it doesn't have that feel, but it does have the speed racer style feel to it, but not as fast. Yeah. You you say speed you said speed racer when they show off the cars, it does it in the same fashion as speed racer. But let's add a little bit of the 70s prices right into there. Show that well, bit of glam. One of the things that I thought was really funny about it is that Crash Corrigan's character, he's so... He's, he's ridiculous. He's just Over like... He's, top and reckless. In modern movie making and stuff, he's not a character that they would make a movie about. Oh, yes, they did. He would be like Ash from the Evil Dead series or what well, he would become but, later. But I'm okay. But in 
2017, you're not going to see them make a movie about a character like this. Because this character is so... I don't want to say he's full of himself, but he's just like so overly optimistic so, about himself. Uh, and then he fails and he goes, he's like, he's like bipolar. <laughs> he goes from, I'm going to be the best racer there is. It's like, he's like, you're ready to lose to me. Like I wanted to shake your hand before I beat the pants off you. And then immediately he crashes and it's like, I'll never race again. This isn't what I was meant to be. It was like all this stuff. And it just, it's ridiculous. Hence how he got his nickname crash. Yeah. It's so funny. I just, I love how bad uh, his character is. Um, and just, I don't, I would really love it if, if this whole thing got released. Um, so with this series, it has this sort of simplistic Toei, eh, Toei TV series vibe to it, where it presents the situation, simply explains it, and they go through with the situation. Very similar to how they did with the Karate Master. At least by Disco Tech as well. Oh, so how did you feel about the whole uh, dirt on the track? Just to just to get the audience caught up. Later on, when he gets picked up by a mysterious racer luchador, he. Uh, <laughs> I just love how obviously this is speed racer. Oh, um, oh yeah, oh yeah. You're gonna make it's comparisons so funny. To that it's, a lot. It's literally like. You're watching Speed Racer. It's just that instead of Racer X, he's wearing like um he not even a luchador. He's wearing like a ski mask, like he's gonna go rob a convenience store. <laughs> ski mask, crash dummy mask. Um anyway, he gets picked up by this racer with their comp with the automotive company as well. So to test out a certain type of environment instead. My main problem with the company that he works for is there is no orientation program or he wouldn't be doing this crap. Yeah, it's so funny because he goes in there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. So for this one scene, he wanted to test out different tractions. So instead of going through procedures, trying to take the, uh, what do you call it? reserve the track for what he wants, get a cleanup crew for after what he does. He just dumps like this whole bunch of dirt on the the slick racetrack and then just pours water on it just to get mud. It's like, imagine, imagine wherever you work, imagine your actual job and then imagine somebody's kid coming in and having free roam of everything in the shop. Like let's say that you work at an office, all of a sudden somebody's kid comes in and they start like taking stuff off the supply shelf and building like, you know, stapling pens together and building like some like racetrack in the middle of the office. That's what it's like. This guy has no business doing anything. And he just like, he gets hired on to work there. Like you said, there's no orientation. He's like, he's like, Hey, I'd like, well, what kind of parts can I get access to? And it's like, well, you got to fill out the paperwork and, and you got to get it signed by your supervisor. Supervisor. I don't have a supervisor. It's just like, he's, he's such a kid. It's so funny. Oh, Oh, I see you. You, you miss you did not properly explain it it's like the kid goes into this office setting and he takes down the cubicle walls to make a fort yes. yeah no that's that's exactly what it's like he's it, it's so funny because it's it's like watching michael scott from the office 
in yeah. in another set. It's so bizarre, and it's it's not. It's like yeah. the show's not even aware that they're doing that, which is what makes it even funnier. Because if you just sit there, it's like you can you can get sucked into the story they're trying to tell and kind of go into that setting and enjoy it and just have a good time. Or you can be sort of sitting outside on the side watching it going and just like acknowledging how bizarre it is, the guy's behavior and how weird it's got to be. Everything that's happening behind the scenes that they're not showing us all the conversations they're happening about this new guy. is so funny. Oh, uh, I love so it. the office guy. Is that the Steve Carell character or the yeah. tall ginger that looks like a fish? Uh, Steve Carell's character. Okay. However, just like with speed racer, this show does have some pretty good tension. Yeah. Uh, uh, FDG Nem sent me the uh, the trailer to this thing. Okay. Should I watch it? If you want, I can continue well, okay. explaining. So he asked me to, he asked me in the, in the, he sent it to me over Twitter and he said his exact words were, hold on, I, I, I'm trying to get it on my phone even though I just did it for my, here, I'll do it from here. Um, he said it. Oh, I guess he said this in the chat. He, you know, he just said like at least react to it, right? So I'm gonna react to it. In the Can first we... four seconds, you find out that they did it in Unreal Engine Four, <laughs> which is a video game, rend- uh, real time renderer. So that's my reaction to it. FDM. <laughs> so back to Super Grand Prix. Yeah, let's get back to that. So. Oh, um, Another aspect that caught me off guard was with the, with modern racing games or something to do with racing, let's say uh, Super Mario Kart 64. In the U.S. release, they had to censor all of the, what do you call it, um, sponsorships like Marlboro, Mobile One. Yeah. In this one, no. They did not do that whatsoever. You see like Bocce... You, Bocce, SPT, you see like all these different car companies and Marlboro just advertised everywhere. Mm-hmm. And this thing, they didn't say a word about this, kind of similar to Lupin the Third Secret of Memo when they used that DC ad and just sketched in Lupin. I love that ad. <laughs> I'm actually trying to find, I'm trying to track down that ad and frame it and put it up in my house. Uh, if you do, you'll find that Lupin was sketched over Wonder Woman, I believe. Yeah, you'll be wrong. I've seen I've seen the original ad. Yeah, I just I I want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> um, let's see. Sorry, I'm catching on the chat real quick. Yeah, I I I. It's only a minute long. I but see, I'm reacting to something that only you know about. Let me send you guys the link through the chat so that everybody else can watch this real quick. It's only a minute and 20 seconds. There you go. Let's see. Oh, man, I think I knew somebody who worked at Faceware. I could be wrong, but I think this, the dubbing was done by the Sandy Frank people. That wouldn't surprise me. And saw the other speed racer ref sort of aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this short clip I just posted in the.
right, I'm just gonna say look wise, um, this doesn't look bad. Animation wise, this looks really bad. The feet are floaty. Um, they're sliding across the uh, the ground. Looks like something from Ruby. Yeah, but the the Unreal um, the Unreal Engine is doing real real nice justice to this library scene, but the characters look awful. Yeah, the animation is really bad. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I see why you want me to react to this one. <laughs> and this is the updated version. This isn't even the one that they posted through the Kickstarter. Wow, that is that is actually worse than Urda the Third Reich. I'm impressed. I didn't think that was possible. All right. Anyway, I've watched it. I don't know. I still say Arjuna's worse. I didn't think Arjuna was terrible. I didn't think it was great. I thought I was like, it had that preachy, like, um, look at me. I'm recycling. No, yeah. It had that really preachy environment. Dribble through it, but it was, I didn't think it was a terrible show. I didn't think it looked terrible. That's for yes, another I will day. Add it. I will, okay, FDNM. I will add the link. Yeah, I'm starting to think that this is your Kickstarter. <laughs> He's like forcing me to include this stuff in the description and everything. Well, that's I, fine. I, we can talk about that later. Let's talk more about Super Grand Prix. Okay, let right me now. just add the link since I have it in my um, clipboard right now. All right, let me just add it. That terrible... Trailer FBDNM made me watch. <laughs> now, if you guys refresh your viewing of this page, you'll be able to see that in the description. Anyway, back to Super Grand Prix. So what else do we have to say about this? Um, um, yeah, I, I think I've covered everything I wanted to say, but go ahead. Um, let me cover a bit about what the difference between NASCAR and Super Grand, what a Grand Prix is. Well, he was doing <laughs> Formula One. Right. He wanted to, he well he wanted to do in the beginning he says his dream is to win a Formula One race or whatever but he's not racing Formula One at the beginning he's racing just some jalopy that they yeah. put together. So buy buy the Hot Wheels kids. Uh, so with NASCAR, what's going on with it besides everyone making a left turn is you have a crew that they get locally around the area to come work for them. Mm-hmm. Picks up the machine, and the endurance is really both the machine being maintained and how long the driver can last in a hot vehicle. Mm-hmm. You can insert crashes if something bad happens, but that's really what's going on. It's more of a test of precision and endurance instead of what a Grand Prix is. A Grand Prix is when you have a starting mark and you're timed per course to try to get to point A to point B to point B. That's B to point basically, C to point basically it's to the way B. that Mario Kart works. If it's like a big course like Star Road or Well, yeah, something just like that on the original like on the original Super Nintendo one, it's the way that those courses were set up, basically. Yeah. Um, what kind of gets time, me is it times you, think, you each lap and everything. Times you each lap, but it's not the same course. It's a different course. Oh, okay. 
I've never I, I've never actually sat down and watched racing. Uh, well, well, I can go into another detail about the mechanic in a little bit. What gets me with the with the U.S. is we prefer NASCAR instead of the Grand Prix. However, Europe likes the Grand Prix, and they don't. The one thing that they don't have that we have is land. Well, anyway. I feel like the reason why the U.S. prefers NASCAR is just because that's where all the sponsorships went, and it, we've sort of been brainwashed into doing NASCAR because that's what got put on TV and all that Probably stuff. So. I, don't, I don't. I don't think that it's that anybody actually really chose to like NASCAR instead of other types of racing. Now, don't get me wrong. I can enjoy some wrestling, but I always wondered why the Octagon didn't get popular until now while wrestling just kind of dominated everything. Same reason, probably. <laughs> probably. But one one uh, detail about this show that you, this won't happen in real life is you have someone interested in cars, and they want to work on it, okay? After you get done working on a car, you're not going to happily say, oh, joy, I worked on a car. You're going to call that a piece of shit, <laughs> regardless okay. of whoever you are. <laughs> Um. Uh, oh man. So, unless you own own the body shop or tire place or transmission place, don't be a mechanic. It's not worth it. Well, I think I. I mean, when it when it came to Speed Racer, they were actually developing the race cars and stuff. Right. You know? Because his dad was the engineer. Right. So that's that's kind of what Crash wanted to do. Right. in Super Grand Prix was he wanted to design his own car and stuff but he, he probably car, which he he did point out they was noticing some different stuff to apply mm-hmm. yeah however we don't really get enough to know how far he goes yeah <laughs> Danny's watching the trailer um anyway um should we move on to what our next uh next should we talk about the poll Screen share the poll, then let's talk about it. All right. So the poll has ended. Um, if you didn't vote in the poll, you can vote now in terms of just like in the chat. Let me just pull up the... Uh... Hold on. Where's my poll? Here we go. All right, so let me see if I can pull up just this copy link to tweet. Paste and go. There we go. Pop this out. Pop that into back out of this window. It's really a pain to do this on a, on a Mac. When I that's why I always have that other that other computer doing it for me. So the poll was, should we, okay, let me, hold on. As you guys can see, the poll was for Golden Boy, Die Guard, uh, or Salaryman Kentaro. Um, zero votes for Die Guard. Uh, and I, I want to actually explain why we chose those. So we just did a Thanksgiving episode, or um, pardon, a Halloween episode for, with Death Parade. And we're moving into the next holiday, which is Thanksgiving, right? So we wanted to uh, well we just we did Death Parade and Requiem from the Darkness. This this is technically our Halloween episode, right? Doing Requiem from the Darkness, we were doing a horror anime or whatever. Um, 
so we were thinking about Thanksgiving's the next thing, but Thanksgiving is an American uh, holiday, and there's a Canadian holiday that's a completely separate thing that is around the same time. Um, but I looked up Japanese holidays, holidays, that's not how you spell it, in November, and on November 3rd, which is tomorrow, there's Labor Thanksgiving Day. No, Culture Day. That's uh, and then the next one is Labor Thanksgiving Day, which is on the twenty third. So actually, we uh, we sort of botched this. These these were I was doing these for Labor Salary Man Kentaro. You know, he's a salary man. Uh, and then Augie suggested Golden Boy, <clears throat> which I thought sure we should do that. And the other one, of course, was um, each of them being each. Being about late, like being in, like let's say blue collar stuff, right? No, they're white collar. All four, all three of those are white collar. Well, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's like yeah. you're in the labor force. You know, um, you're right. I didn't mean blue collar. I meant, I meant you're you're working in office. You're doing a job, right? right. Um, and Tara uh, is blue collar, but that yeah. Yeah, let's don't get what tripped off over the word I used, um, but. Uh, I'm actually really shocked at the results of this poll. By the way, it was 10 votes total, five votes for Golden Boy, five votes for Salaryman Kentaro. I'm really shocked at this because I don't think anybody listening to this podcast even owns Salaryman Kentaro, especially Volume 5. I'm probably the only one that I know who actually has this. Augie's got the UK release of it, but he's able to play it on his computer, so he's going to be okay with I'm it. I'm able to play this on my player. Okay, well, you, whatever you got, you, you're you're going to be able to watch it. Um, so them out. I just want to know, like, are, does anybody who voted on this actually have it? Like, are you guys going to be okay watching this? Because I I'm planning um, something. I sorry, my head is just all over the place tonight because I'm I've got all this anxiety about the fact that um, the podcast is going on for so many hours and my daughter's in the next room, but. Um, when I was saying, what I was trying to say earlier is that on the nights when, uh, like for instance, my daughter can sleep practically the whole night if she falls asleep while my wife is holding her and my wife falls asleep. And if that's the case, I get some work done on the computer and I watch an anime that is in English so I can focus on two things at once. If I'm holding my daughter, I'm watching, I'm trying to get through shows right now that are, that I'm choosing to watch in Japanese or have no choice but to watch in Japanese. Salaryman Kentaro is not dubbed. This is a show that I'm planning to get to anyway. Uh, and I thought it would be cool to do it for the podcast. So I, that's something I wanted to uh, um, sort of get out there. Danny says, let's do a Takarajima Kickstarter. What is Takarajima? I'd like to do a Sakigake Oto Treasure Island. I'd like to do a Sakigake Tokojuku uh, Kickstarter. Ooh. Has anybody seen that? I have the live action movie. I haven't seen the actual show, but I know it's good. Wait, I, say I that name again. I said that. It's yes, just not we the call same it Flag one. Day. Uh, what was the show that you mentioned? Uh, Takarajima Treasure Island. Oh, keep going. Uh, I saw that. I have seen all of that. That's a great show, isn't it? Hey, sort of. Uh, the when it's the gag comedy, it is great. When you get into your first tournament arc, that's fine. The other, I saw that. 
Uh, the other two tournament arcs after that it just repeated, and it ends with the Sword of Eclipse show. The yeah, animated movie, the animated movie, has better production values, but it doesn't make sense. And for a final battle that ends in a volcano erupting, it's very boring. That one that you're holding up, which you said you already seen. Starring right? Tak Sakaguchi. I always yeah. thought, like, you know how um, Nostalgia Critic does. Um, is he the one who does Josh Kirby? I don't and then know. I think I think uh, um, Spoonie does Red Brown. Um, yeah. So they have like that guy. They do like a, a month dedicated to reviews. I would totally do uh, a series of reviews to come out for uh, Talk Sakaguchi month because all his movies are funny or awesome. Okay, that scene, that final scene where they're fighting and you see Mount Fuji at the in the background. Mm -hmm. In the show, they were fighting inside of Mount Fuji. Well, I, obviously that would be a little harder to... That would be a little harder, but you can design at least try to design a set, you know? Yeah. However, there are some pluses. Like, instead of having three different teachers that stooge up, they just combined it into one that I still think was played by Randy Savage. Oh, yeah? Which that played out to work out better anyway. Yeah. One of the characters, they would have messed up horribly, but they got it right. It's the guy that has like the, he's balding and he has all this curly hair. I think it's mm -hmm. Mamoru. They nailed him perfectly to mm -hmm. a T. The teacher was lacking. <laughs> However, it's probably the voice actor of the show before he died. Sarugi's <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, always awesome. The mid... Yeah, the short guy, they did more with him. Uh, they were able to display the iconic scenes perfectly. Just some of the stuff was lacking when it did. Yeah. I I actually, I, I like the movie because I like Tak Sakaguchi, but I actually don't think that it's, um, I, I think it could have been, they could have taken it further in terms right. of being a live action version of that movie. Oh yeah, um, no J. No J character. Yeah. However, they introduce the main bad and his four henchmen. Then later on, it's the main bad and his three henchmen. <laughs> oh, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I've seen I've seen portions of the the show. I just of the original show. I just haven't seen all of it. Gotcha. I think There's I saw the movie. Is what I've seen. Like, there is some, don't get me wrong, there is some good parts, and it is entertaining, just kind of, it's like an obese bull charging. It's full charge, then it just passes out before it gets to you. So if anybody wants um, Salaryman Kentaro, there are copies of Volume 5 on eBay, but they're the, um, they're the one Augie has. They're not the one I have. I don't. It's rare. It's hard to get. It's not even a great show, but I'd like to see it. You know, it's not a terrible show. It's just, it's just like, it's obscure. It's Let's not, put it that way. It's not our fault. It's the publisher for being obscure from the public. And who released it? Was it? No, oh, it's it someone totally. Yeah, it's the same company that released the original um, 
JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, I they that also was have two other things that I think that they didn't actually release. Remember, I mentioned earlier that when we consider something rare, there's certain stuff where we just we don't know if it actually ever got made. You know, um, I'll, I'll I'll look those up. I'm dying to know. Let me look it up real quick. Um, AC, is this going to be a situation where we're going to have to watch both Golden Boy? I'm going to watch get both. It. I'm going to watch both. I don't mind watching both either. That, that even if we talk about this and nobody else saw it, nobody's going to care. It's not like we're spoiling anything. If anything, we're trying to spark more interest in it. So, Yeah. One second. Uh, I just want to look something up real quick. I feel like this would be... I do have Heidi. I don't have Pocahontas. I do have Dog of Flanders, which needs a re-release. I remember Maya the Bee, but it has a current 3D CG on Netflix at the moment, yeah, I think. Yeah, but that's, that's totally American. That's not a... Yeah, it's American at this point. Um, same thing with Moomins. Moomins was originally animated in Japan, but uh, the newer stuff is not related. Yeah. Okay. Well, technically... Okay, that's... so... That's weird. Oh, this is our... Okay, so t- Super Techno Arts is the one that did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, yeah. not Arts Magic. Um, figured they there's two other things that they supposedly made. One of them's called Shadow, the other one's called Sci Fi Harry. Have no idea if those DVDs ever got released. Have never Sci-Fi seen Sci Fi Harry, huh? Yeah, so Salaryman Kentaro. I just want, I'm curious because I know I've seen other stuff released by Arts Magic. I think there's like two different anime movies from them, if I remember. Arts Magic released. Oh, yeah. It's Malice at Doll, Blue Remains, and Alice. Ah. It's those CG ones, the yep. crappy. By the way, Malice at Doll apparently has a Blu-ray. I cannot find it anywhere. Been looking for that thing for a while. <laughs> Customers who... Customers who saw this also viewed these available items. Stepmother Sin, adult (laughs) DVD for Malice at Doll. That's not, I don't know why that's considered adult. There's nothing graphic in there. It's, it's absolutely terrible. It's interesting. It it actually tells me that I have an email. uh, That's weird. Why does it say email protected? That's bizarre. There's something going. I don't know. Something's going on with their listing on on. There's like a code error in their HTML. Yeah, Amazon's been doing that lately. No, and no, I don't not know Amazon. Um, Anime News Network. Anyway, oh. so um, so I guess we're gonna say, because uh, you guys are saying so. Okay, so first of all, Danny says uh, we can do a Kickstarter, right? Okay. Yes and no. We could do one. We're not gonna get enough funding to do anything though. Um, in order to do a Kickstarter, you're supposed to have a, uh, a uh, prototype of your product. Um, that's the difference between Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Indiegogo, uh, that's actually the reason why, it's one of the major reasons why um, Skip Beat shut down their, their Indiegogo and switched over to Kickstarter. Um, in order to do a Kickstarter, you need to have a prototype of your product, which means that if we were going to license something, we would have to already be in talks with the company 
that owns it so that we could get that stuff done. We'd already have to be talking to um, our DVD replicators and everything. We'd have to have all that stuff worked out ahead of time, priced out, shipping, all that stuff needs to be needs to be figured out so that we can project the actual amount we need and launching the Kickstarter from here on this podcast uh, is not going to reach enough people to actually get uh, to get funding. So yes, we could do it, but we would almost certainly fail and do a whole lot of work ahead of time um, that wouldn't get us anywhere. So, um, but I don't know, maybe in the future when the podcast gains popularity or something, we might be able to do something like that. Or we might be able to do like campaigns where we, you know, get people to uh, sign a petition saying, you know, like, Dear discotheque or whatever, release this and we'll buy it. You know, here's a hundred thousand people who want to own this thing that you that is up for grabs right now and nobody has released. Um, so we'll we'll see. Darn, I had a thought. I can't think of a thought. Thought I had a thought. Let's see. Okay. To be clear, FDAM. What I'm saying is that Canada has a Thanksgiving as well. Canada's Thanksgiving does not take place on the same day as the American Thanksgiving, and your Thanksgiving is something completely different. American Thanksgiving is is specifically about the pilgrims, the relationship with the Native Americans. Your Thanksgiving might might be something similar, but it's not the same thing. Okay, mm-hmm. it's something different. I'm still thinking their Thanksgiving is just Flag Day, so. Let's see. Sorry, Dog of Flanders, Maya the Bee. Yeah, I'd like to actually get Maya the Bee, and then what's that raccoon one, Rascal the Raccoon? Yeah, which all of a sudden more people are posting about it ever since you told me about it. Where did that come from? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then there's that other one, the uh, the koala one that aired on Nickelodeon way back in the day. Poodles. Um, yeah, so I think what's going to happen is um, I'm actually I'm shocked that people actually voted for Salaryman Kentaro. I thought for sure it's going to get zero votes. I'm The only reason we're even talking about it is because people actually voted on it and it somehow tied with Golden Boy. Um, so I'm just saying I'm going to watch it. I don't even know if I'm going to have a lot to say about it. Augie and I might talk about it next podcast and there's not a whole lot. Um, like, I don't, I don't think you're going to, I don't, I don't expect there to be any plot twist. I've already seen volume one, um, years ago and it's basically just like the typical, um, like it's the guy in a position where he's supposed to be proper and stuff, but he's like a Yakuza boss. You know, and he just like, but he's not really part of the Yakuza. He just, he's like the, the, um, that tough guy. Like he gets, he gets shit done kind of thing. Uh, so that's all you're missing. Um, I, I don't know if you guys can get it, get it and watch it. But, uh, I don't feel like you have to, cause I don't think we're going to talk about it all that much. I mean, nobody saw super grand prix, which by the way was really available, <laughs> So don't don't yeah. get on me about putting all these quote unquote nobody's boy Remy's as you're saying <laughs> uh, that I'm expecting you to casually be able to get them. A Super Grand Prix mm-hmm. was not hard to get. You you just chose not if, to get it. <laughs> if anything, it'll spark interest or it'll some sort of interest. intrigue. Yeah. We're um, doing one that's common. Anyway. We're doing one that's 
yeah. obscure. And and I, I've linked in the description um, where you can get them. Part 5, I don't think, was actually available, but um, but you guys can check them out. And Golden Boy was just released. I, the one I have, which I'm actually going to rebuy because um, I really want the... Uh, Jesus. Okay, that is covered. I was like, I'm looking at the the all the girls on the back. One of them looks like her tits are just hanging right out. But it's it's. I think she's wearing a pink, yeah, pink thing covering it. That's, that was really awkward, um, out of nowhere. But I copy uh, of it looks like this. Ooh, it's shiny. Yeah, you've got the uh, you've got the one that was released by Anime Works, which is I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna rebuy it because I, I want that version. I want the original release of it. Um, but I have the discotheque one. Um, price is actually pretty good on it. I think. So, I'm just saying, oh, I'm done with this. I'm done with this conversation at 3 a.m. If you want to, yeah, we should do Haragu, actually. Um, if you want to watch it, it's a, you, you can try to get it. I'm, I'm only bringing, once again, to be perfectly clear, there's the last thing I'm going to say about this. I'm only bringing this up because it tied in the poll. Not a single person voted for Danguard, and that shocked me, all right? <laughs> I know I don't expect everybody to go out and order part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. Although if you want the one that Augie has, it's like three bucks. <laughs> okay. And you can buy the whole pack on eBay for like $20 for an art box with all five volumes of the UK release. Noozles. Yeah. Um, John Shane brought up the Noozles was the, the koala one when it aired on uh, Nickelodeon. That's why I said I said noozles as well. I thought you said poodles for a second. No, which is actually a whole different anime. <laughs> I know that was an anime. Um, let's see. There's two others that I remember from Nick Jr. Like the little bits, which was picked up by Anime Souls. So who knows what license hell that's going through? And uh, the Grim Tales Adventures. I botched that up, but. Something like that. So, Danny, did Sci-Fi Harry actually get released? He's saying he still needs Miami Guns and Sci-Fi Harry. Well, Miami Guns was AN. Yeah, that was anime. Um, that, what did they call themselves? Uh, AN Entertainment? Yeah, they also maybe. did Harigu. Which he also brought up. I think also I think two weeks is plenty of time at the M for somebody to buy to buy this and watch it in time. How many episodes is it? Like thirteen for for Salary Man Kintaro? Twenty. Twenty? Okay. Oh yeah, seventeen episodes. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Anyway, all right. Well, um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Because I I still hear a screaming baby and it's giving me all this anxiety right now. Um. On my end, I might have a few things for pickup, but I might be slow for a little bit. That's fine. I mean, I'm, I don't even know why I ended up buying Baca and Tess. I just pulled the trigger on it finally. Um, but I am trying to uh, save some cash for uh, that holiday sale because I've got so much stuff going on right now, launching a company in, in uh, January and all that stuff. I just got to... Yeah, so Danny says he's not sure about Sci-Fi Harry. Anyway... Um, yeah, so I, I don't feel like you got, it's like, you don't, you're not obligated to have new pickups every podcast. It's just that when we do, no, we no, talk no. about it. 
anyway, guys. Um, Happy um, half off candy days. Yeah. yeah it's okay. getting cold, um, so wear a jacket and a sweater. Yeah, dude. I, I'm so looking forward to that in Arizona. You have no idea. Oh, man. I know. Uh, let me tell you my pain. It went down to 74 today. I almost died. Well, it's funny because there's a um, there's a part there's a certain point in Arizona where all like um, I wake up and I go to make toast and the butter's frozen in the house. <laughs> like it's so cold, it's so cold that it's not it's not spreadable anymore, and it's just it ruins my morning <laughs> because it's always too uh, too cold in the morning. Anyway, but um, I got I really got to wrap this up, guys. I got I got a crying baby. So um, the next podcast is going to be on the sixteenth, and um, Stay tuned on, um, stay tuned on um, Twitter because I'm gonna because due to the time change and the weird thing about me being in Arizona where we don't have uh, time change and all that, uh, I will keep you guys posted on the exact time scheduling for for the next podcast. And I'm just gonna double check right now to make sure that I didn't tell you the wrong date. So today is the second, and the next podcast is going to be yeah on the 16th. Um, the day after my birthday. So anyway, um, Karen Deep asks, what's a weeaboo? Naruto's best anime ever made. Uh, I don't think it's the best anime, but I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for having an opinion. I also don't think it's as bad as people like to make it out to be. Anyway, so um, unfortunately, we've got to wrap this up because I can, I, I mean, I really got to take over for my wife before uh she loses her mind. So I'm going to go finish Rose and Maiden. And if you guys want to uh, check out my watching list on my anime planet and suggest the next thing I pick up after that to watch, uh, to finish watching, uh, you're welcome to do so. Um, anyway, um, that's it for now. Augie, you have anything else you want to say before we, before we're 99. done? 99. Be glad you scared the fright. All right. Uh, and then just to, uh, just to reiterate next podcast, we're going to talk about, golden boy and coincidentally augie and i will also watch this and maybe say a word or two about it all right so we'll catch you then all right laters okay.